Good morning, this Xbox Life. Welcome to episode 160, Kill Carmine. Save Carmine. Kill Carmine. Save Carmine. Kill Carmine. Oh, well, all right. That can be the name of the show, but save Carmine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Brun, BJ Swick 33 Alongside me is Mark, also known as Wingman709. Kill Carmine. How's everybody doing? And Rob, the board game, phone game, I love Xbox Live Free, Presar. Who's Carmine? What's up? <laughs> Who's Carmine? Wow, you should know that, that appropriate. <laughs> uh, you should know that since you've been playing the uh, so, Award board game, right? So, you know, you guys did like kill him, save him, and I go, Who's Carmine? <laughs> Is that the guy from Laverne and Shirley? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Most of the people that listen to us have no idea who Laverne yeah. and Shirley is. Google it. Yeah. Very funny show. Um, did you get the board game in the mail yet? Yes, I did. Have you been playing it? I have not yet. Oh, okay. Somebody well. didn't listen to last week's episode. Yeah. Who, me? I listened. Then you would know the answer to that question. What, that he hasn't played it yet? Oh, I guess you maybe you're saying since the past week. Since, yeah, well, yeah. I didn't hear that part that you're talking about, though, but I did listen to the show. I must have skipped right over that. <laughs> I do realize that, you know, Mudtastic's favorite host is you because he stabbed you in the back. But I just got to say, he never gave me a chance to get stabbed in the back. <laughs> so, and when he was sitting there saying about stabbing you in the back, I almost thought he was going to do the same thing you thought, which was pick somebody else other than you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do want to say that he has taken it to a new level. <laughs> um, he ran my butt over today and killed me in Dead Island. <laughs> he ran me Oops. over with a car. <laughs> I'm just like, come on! <laughs> so he's, he's reaching. He, I guess he's tired of me bugging him about you know stabbing me in the back. So he's finding new ways to kill me. <laughs> so yeah, that was a good show. Rob's uh, intro was very interesting. I was kind of curious. He was kind of wondering what to say. It almost seemed like <laughs> when he started it off. So, but almost like he messed up doing it the first time, and then that was the second attempt. <laughs> but I can't. I don't know. So I don't right. remember. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Well, let's get started. Before we get started, we have a quick reminder. Wing, would you like to go over our reminder? Hey, if you want to, I know everybody's out busy playing video games and enjoying them, loving them, hating them. Uh, if you want to sound off, uh, you can write a review at our website and let the community know what you thought of the game. So um, feel free to jump out there and even if there's one out there, you're more than welcome to write your own review. Maybe uh, you saw that I really liked Dead Island and that I've also really liked Warhammer because both my reviews are out there now for those games. And uh, maybe you said, you know what, this guy's off his rocker and you want to give a different point of view and state your reasons why, you're more than welcome to go out there and review the game as well. So uh, we have no problem with multiple reviews for the same game. Uh, it just gives the community uh, another point of view maybe for, you know, for the game. So... You're welcome to do that. Just all the info on what you need to do is in our forums. So just go to our forums. We'll tell you exactly what you need to do to write yet review. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even if you're the second one, you can say, you know, 
Gears of War 3 review, you know, second take or, you know, <laughs> other points or something like that. And, and you know, when guys, when you're writing reviews and or comments, um, please try not to add a bunch of links to other places <laughs> or other, other things. We've had some recent comments um, from individuals on our shows and stuff, and we would love to post them. But when you have a bunch of links to somewhere, we're just going to... It's going you know, to get deleted. Yeah, it's going to get. It's hitting spam. Put it that way. There's a spam filter. You're going into spam, and we do not read through spam or anything like that. We just delete it. Um, good or bad review, or good or bad comments as well. I mean, I think the one I saw was kind of a negative comment, which we're going to work on, by the way. If you're listening, yeah, so, no. <laughs> so no, to be, you know. You don't like the show? Don't listen to it. Plain yeah. and simple, you know. But don't don't come crying and saying you guys suck, and then put a whole bunch of spam links and <laughs> crap in your message, like trying to, you know. And nah, it's not gonna work, buddy. So nice try. You got to get up a little, little earlier in the morning to fool us. <laughs> yeah. So you don't like it? Don't listen. We don't care. <laughs> so, all right. Um, let's see. What we've that, been playing? That about sum up what you were trying to say, Bron. Oh yeah, kinda. If you don't like it, <laughs> suck it. <laughs> well, no, not 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 necessarily that, but uh, yeah. but uh, Rob, other than not playing your board game, what else have you not been playing? I didn't play nothing. Next. All right. <laughs> um. So I sent back Deus Ex because I wanted it back at Gamefly so then I could get Gears and I'll just get Deus Ex again later. I didn't really have much time to play much of anything. I did get to play some Mass Effect back into it. Um, so I have a couple guys at work. They're playing through it and so they're talking about it and I want to talk to them or talk with them about it. So You want to hang with the cool kids, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I just uh, played some of the FIFA demo, FIFA 12. You know, looks good. Always a fun game. And I was very happy to know that I scored four goals in one game. So I was happy. Four to one. And I think it was on the easiest difficulty. So cut me some slack. <laughs> but other than that, I've played some hanging with friends, some words with friends, um, trucks and skulls. I'm trying to think of some other my iPhone games I've been playing. I think that's about it. So... All righty. Well, this week, um, I didn't mess around. I just stuck to two games. That's it. And I had a hard time going back and forth. But I played Dead Island, and I played Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine. Uh, I've completed the campaigns on both games. Um, and that's a lot from Dead Island because I had to play it twice. <laughs> because I got Ooh. near the end the first time and lost my save. So I had to replay it all again. I went through with Mudtastic and Comrade and... Uh, Connectable and Mojo Red, um, Niacin, all those guys and gals. We have slayed away the armies of demon hordes and um, zombie dead. And thankfully, last night, Mudtastic and I were able to finally complete. And it was funny because we got to the part where we're getting ready to go to the end, and I'm like, uh, Connectable. Um, Thanks, but get the heck out of here, because <laughs> we were like just a little ahead of him, and, and so he was he jumped in to help us out, anyways. And I'm like, get out. He's like, yep, I'm out of here. I know that <laughs> we didn't we didn't want him to lose his save 
because he was uh, pretty close to finishing. So, um, mm. but I, I, a big shout out to everybody that I've played with this last, I don't know what has been two weeks since this game came out. I've got over 50 hours in it. I've probably, I think I'm close to 60 now. Um, it's, it's just, I can't stop playing, man. And when I, when I finished it, I just went and started with the same character and just started over again. And I'm, I'm still, I'm working on, I'm going through the story again for a third time on the same character, just playing again, trying to get the, this character up to level 50. Um, it's fun, man. I can't, I just can't, it's like, I can't put this game down. Um, it's, it's good. I that's, really, 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 really like it. Just, that's good. So it's money well spent for me. So. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know, what was it? What? Two weeks before dead Island came out, I mentioned, you know, a lot of people were kind of, you know, this or that. And you're like, yeah, we'll do it. Give it a try. So it's good that you like it. A lot of people seem to be liking it, by the way. It's oh not yeah. Just you. Yeah. It's been doing really well, which yeah. is good. It's there. There's been some hiccups and some issues. Uh, but I think the thing about that, that stands out. And of course I had a big issue with it. Um, but the very next day, I was back in it because it, it the game is so much fun. So I'm like, I want to dive back in. And I committed another, I don't know how many more hours to it and completed it. And then I, I'm still playing it. So uh, I will probably continue to play it tonight, Monday night. And then uh, that'll probably be it <laughs> because something huh. else is coming out that's probably going to consume all my time for a while, at least for a week or two before Rage comes out. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I've had an absolute great time with this game and, you know, I love it. So I know a lot of people are going to be, if you haven't picked it up yet, you're getting gears, you know what, you can hold off. Um, but this is a game I would say, don't pass it up, get it down the road sometime. If if you wait through and get through all this Christmas stuff, pick the game up. You will be, it's a lot of fun. So um, also, I played some Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine, and I, I, that's a fun game, too. So I'm I'm enjoying both of them, and I'm very glad to have them in my collection. My collection. <laughs> so, and that's it. That's That's been the extent of it. But All it's right. been a lot of gaming. Cool. So. All right. FNL. Gears of War 3. Friday, are you available, Wing? Oh, I think I'll find some time to possibly play that game. <laughs> um, I plan on being available at 9 o'clock. Uh, hopefully, I have the game from Gamefly. If not, I might have to go rent it somewhere else, but I'll try to do what I can to be ready on Friday. That's Eastern time, so Eastern time, and, everybody's going to be on. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And then you'll be on, obviously, if you get on at that time. But you might be able to play a little longer than I will be able to since you're on West Coast. But yeah. I'm pretty sure people will be on a long oh, enough time was... for yeah for some people to get in. So right on. Cool. And uh, all right, before we start topics, you have something special. I do have something special. Um, I got to sit down this week with uh, Mr. Mel Kirk from Zen Studios. And we got to chit-chat for a little bit about you know, the status of, uh, of Zen Studios. There, um, there was questions I asked him about um, stuff like, when are we going to get non-pinball games from Zen? 
Um, I asked him about the future of DLC and Marvel tables and non-Marvel tables, and uh, it was a good conversation. Um, I even hit him up on some questions about Sony and some punches I think they're pulling. So um, sit back and enjoy the next, I think it's about 30 minutes, um, and uh, enjoy the interview with uh, Mr. Mel Kirk from Zen Studios. Okay, today with me here is I got Mel Kirk uh, from Zen Studios. He is the VP of Marketing and Public Relations, otherwise known as Chief Code Distribution Officer. As many of you have been uh, the recipients of those codes, as he's been so generous to share out codes with us for new tables and stuff uh, every time a new release comes out. So first of all, uh, Mel, thank you very much for that. Uh, our community really appreciates that. But welcome to welcome back to the show. <laughs> Yeah, hey, thanks for having me again, and I'm always happy to share codes with with you guys. It's uh, it's our pleasure. Um, now, in our interview, there was uh, we got quite a few things to ask you today, but I here's a surprise one. It was about an hour ago, maybe about 58 minutes ago. I happened to see a Twitter message come across, and I'm like, oh, I gotta ask this because the official <laughs> Twitter came from Zen Studios. It's official Twitter account. It says, quote, our newest original table really shakes things up for Zen Pinball and Pinball FX2. Can't wait to show it off. I have to ask, <laughs> is there anything you can share beyond the, the, the Twitter? Because now, think, bear in mind, this interview won't hit the street until next Monday. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> definitely not anything coming before Monday. Um, but I can just I, – I can tell you it's – it's going to really mix things up in terms of like our the formula that we've been sticking to recently with tables. Um, just think about different uh, goals and objectives and maybe like leveling systems. Maybe it'll play like an RPG, maybe something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So there, there's some big hints. That's probably about as big of a hint as I can give you. <laughs> I, I saw that today and I'm like, there's no way he's going to talk about it. But I have to ask. I just saw it. So I'm like, how how appropriate that it was like an hour before the interview that I saw that. So, yeah, it's it's going to be really cool. Um, I can't we're, we're trying to figure out, you know, how we're going to tell people about it, because um, it, it's quite a bit different from what we've done. Um, it's really going to um, raise some eyebrows, I think, and really provide, um, you know, some really interesting new elements to pinball. Now, do you have any idea when we may be able to hear this announcement officially from you guys? Uh, probably uh, a month or so. I mean, this table is actually scheduled to release in November, okay. so uh, it'll be out before the end of the year. And it's actually it's it's a pretty big experiment. I mean, depending on how it goes, um, if it sticks, we could be really talking about like a whole new genre, like within the pinball genre itself. So, it, I'm pretty excited about it. Wow, that's cool. Well, anything you guys do, I'm looking forward to it because uh, I'm one of those that I've bought every single table. Uh, I, I go back. It's the only game that I have that if I'm like – and it happens a lot. I'm like I'll look at my shelf of – I got probably close to 100 titles retail boxed games sitting here. And I'm like mm, I just don't really want to play anything and I'll pop on Pinball FX2. Because I can play it for five minutes, which it never lasts five minutes. I'm usually playing for an hour. Um, but I'll bounce around table to table and look at the scores of, you know what? I'm close to beating him on my leaderboard. I'm going to play this one. <laughs> and next thing I know, I've I've taken the lead on the board and I get the little ribbon. And uh, I love that. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, the well, game I have. I can we made the that. game. 
we made the game with with uh, that kind of thinking in mind. You know, easy to pick up and play. If if you don't have an hour or two to to get into like a big retail game, you just got some time. You want to play a quick game. You want to see how your friends are doing. Oh, I'm close to beating him. I got to go for it right now. <laughs> just you know, being easy to pick up and do that. And my my wife likes it because there's no blood and gore in it <laughs> so she can sit it is and watch family me and, friendly yeah, yeah yes. my kids love to watch come in and watch me and my my little guy's always like can you play the iron man table <laughs> so i'm like okay the one that That's i still cool. have no achievements on I, I think you guys i think you hate hate us in that aspect on that table because i can't seem to get any achievements on that one <laughs> it's the only table iron man is difficult i'll give you that um <laughs> achievements are very difficult yes um but um, the now your latest table that you have released, the Ms. Explosion Man, um, how has this been received? Because this is kind of, it's not the, since you guys have been doing like DLC, it seems to be all Marvel tables, and this steps away from that. How how's that been received? Uh, yeah, it's been received really well. Um, I'd have to look on the leaderboards uh, this week to see kind of like where the numbers are and everything. But in terms of the feedback that we've gotten from the community and fans, um, they all really like it. I think they were really surprised when we announced, and um, they didn't really know what to think. A lot of people may, might not have known uh, what Explosion Man or Miss Explosion Man was, but um, you know, Twisted Pixel was great to work with, and we both just admire each other's work and wanted to, to do a project together, and hopefully, kind of just cross pollinate genres. You know, they make these great hardcore platformers, and and we make pinball, and we said, hey, if we work together, maybe we can, you know, help people discover games that they wouldn't have otherwise play. And just from reading our forums and message boards and Facebook and Twitter, it looks like that's happening. So we're really excited about that. It, it's a it's a great table. It's been a lot of fun to play, and I think for some reason the sound quality on this particular table seems to stand out to me. Um, and I'm not sure why, but I love the sound of the breaking glass when I go down that left ramp and smash all the windows with the ball. It's just, I don't know, it sounds really cool. <laughs> I, I always get a smile when, it, when, I, when I smash them all. <laughs> well, you're right. I mean, the mechanics coming out of Miss Explosion Man, the game, uh, whether it's exploding or the sound effects, um, the sounds coming out of the lab, those really lend themselves well um, on the pinball table, and it works really good, as you said. And uh, Chainsaw over at Twisted Pixel wrote a fantastic soundtrack and composed all that music, and they just handed over their entire library to us um, in terms of assets and um, uh, everything from the, the music to the, um, the actual physical objects that you see there. So it's really a table built on, um, built on their asset pack. Well, you guys did an awesome job, um, no, no doubt there. Um, after a long line of Marvel tables, we are, we have seen now, like I said, Ms. Explosion Man. We've also seen the Mars table. Are we going to continue to see non-Marvel branded tables going forward? Or, And I guess on that same question, I'll ask you that. Are we going to see more non-Marvel tables? And I guess for our Marvel community, are we going to see more Marvel tables as well? Uh, yeah, the answer to both of those is yes. Um, before the end of the year, we will have uh, three non-Marvel tables uh, for Pinball FX2. Two of them have uh, previously been released over uh, on the PlayStation side. That's uh, Sorcerer's Lair and Paranormal. Um, those are uh, coming to Pinball FX2. And during Comic-Con, um, we made an announcement about a new Marvel 4-pack coming. and uh, It's going to be probably uh, early December. It's called Marvel Pinball Vengeance and Virtue. And we confirmed Ghost Rider as uh, one character, and then 
Uh, we'll be revealing the next three here in the coming months, possibly one at New York Comic Con. So if you're a fan of the Marvel series, um, keep your ears up uh, during New York Comic Con. Excellent news. And that, it's funny, you uh, you actually just answered my next question <laughs> because <laughs> you guys' official forums uh, have some fans talking about a possible Sorcerer's Lair and Paranormal Tables coming to Pinball FX, too. And it's funny, they call you out by name. They've called you out by name in the forums to confirm it. So I guess you just did. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've posted everywhere, like, yes, they're coming this year. It's just really a matter of time. And uh, um, there, there's going to be like official, official word where we, you know, the trailer and the screenshot and all that stuff coming. But yes, everybody, those two are coming this year. Don't worry. Um, it's just a matter of timing and slotting uh, on the Xbox side and production. It's it's a it's really complicated the way it all works. Um, we don't even really know our release dates until like two weeks before, so it's hard for us to communicate that sometimes. Yeah, I can, especially with everything you guys have in the hopper, I suppose it gets just a little crazy sometimes. Yeah. Um, so back over on your official forums, I see that you guys have a thread called New Pinball Table Ideas. Post them here. And I was wondering, do you guys take this thread seriously, and do you ever discuss the possibilities of some of the tables that have been requested? We do take it very seriously. And... Uh, Basically, the ideas that come off of that board and even on you know our Twitter feed and Facebook feed, we got them there too. Um, we throw all those ideas up on a big whiteboard, and uh, then we go and tell our business development guys, hey, go look at these and go try to lock these down. And so you've got those guys out there trying to do license deals and get us the, the content. So if it happens, we can build a table. And are there any tables out now or some that you guys are actively working on that have been from a community suggestion? Yeah, and it's funny because um, our community members are right in touch with what we're thinking as well. So the two sides really aren't that far apart. Every once in a while, we do get an idea that we never thought of, and we're like, oh, my God, that would be so fun. And, uh, <laughs> and when we do, we take it very seriously, but there are brands there that – we had it kind of on our wish list, and then a lot of fan support and a lot of comments on that. And so we know that we're, you know, out there trying to get something that you guys want. Excellent. In our in our last interview, and I know this goes right in. I guarantee this has been mentioned in this forum, probably all over your forums. But in our last interview we had with you, you alluded to there being some Star Wars theme tables possibly being made. Can you confirm if these are s still a possibility or if it's in the works? I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll take that as possible. Still good news. <laughs> um, and and uh, the next one is, everyone seems to be putting zombies in their games. When are we going to see a zombie-themed pinball table? Or are you counting Biolab or Nightmare Mansion as already covering the zombie craze? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Um, you know, there will be zombies. We, we do have something. It's probably not going to be till the middle of next year, but... Um, there will be zombies in pinball effects. <laughs> cool. I mean, it doesn't surprise me because everybody's got zombies. <laughs> you got to have zombies. It, you have to. You're just missing the boat if you don't, man. Exactly. You got to like, do something. I was like, well, Biolab really doesn't, but there's the mad scientist making some kind of creatures, so maybe you could consider them. And there's Nightmare Mansion. I mean, there's got to be a zombie somewhere in there, right? But we need a really zombie, real zombie game. So cool. That's that's good to hear. We'll be real zombies. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, now, your studio has made many other styles of games for other platforms, but the 360 seems to only get the pinball games. 
why is why is that? And then and do you have well just why is that? Why we only see in the pinball games on 360? Uh, well, there's several reasons for that. Uh, one is is Microsoft's policy on the way that they uh, publish content and allow games to go up on Xbox Live Arcade. Um, and uh, it, it, there's no secret that PSN is a little bit more open in terms of what they'll accept and and, and let go on on PlayStation Network. So that might be one reason. Another one is. Uh, I guess we've really been focused on polishing pinball and, and really having that product, and Microsoft has been very helpful with that. And so the conversation has just always been around pinball. It hasn't really gravitated towards any of our other games. Um, but hopefully here in the near future that's going to change because the studio is working on games totally unrelated to pinball, and um, it's very likely that you will see these games up on XBLA. Oh, excellent! Because that—that that actually was my next question. If we, we're going to get any non-pinball games, so good. Because I mean, I am just overly impressed with you know. People can be like, "Well, it's just a pinball game," but if if people look at what you guys do, the detail, obviously the love and passion into the pinball, um, it—it's. I mean, it's amazing. It's the best. These are by far the best pinball games I've seen on any single platform. Um, I actually almost like them better than just instead almost a little better than the real machines, um, but um, I can't. I myself would love to see what you guys could do, um, you know, with just like a brand new IP or something, and bring something to to Xbox Live Arcade. So I look forward to that, and I know many of our community do too. Um, yeah, and let me just say one more thing on that is, you know, we're really trying to be the best at pinball. And I think from a company standpoint, if we could be the best at something, like we can be very proud of that. And then our, our, our talent and our resources, you know, the experience that the studio gets as we grow up, I think will lend itself to making other types of games and just help the overall quality of anything we put out. So that's something that we take very seriously in, in trying, you know, new game concepts or something that's risky. Um, we really you know, take pride in, in the quality of work. So I think that's one of the reasons why um, we might have, you know, we might be slow moving into new things, but we're definitely going that way. Cool. Um, okay, so I got I want to ask you some questions. I know we're an Xbox show, but I wanted to ask some things about PSN. When, when the Sony PSN outage happened, uh, we, of course, we were talking about that. And we never, you know, we're Xbox, we're, quote, the enemy or not, but we never really slammed, Sony because we always felt hey this this was you know we were more mad at the community that did the hacking those that did that because this could happen to uh, Xbox Live I mean you know people say well no it's policed or whatnot but you know what it's a computer it's a connected infrastructure anything can happen I work in security myself so I know <laughs> what can and can't happen and our concerns were always like man you know how would it impact us and we hope that microsoft is learning from sony's uh problems or you know issues that they had to go through but and then of course there was gamers you know well we can't play our games and i paid for this and i want my money back and um one of the things we talked about in previous episodes was that not only all of that but you go beyond the financial impact of of what sony has to deal with billions of dollars probably overall and then and it seemed to kind of be where the stories were. But we went and said, well, what about publishers and developers that have product sitting on PSN at, that all of a sudden they're just cut off from that revenue source? And um, my, I guess my question here is how, how did that impact you guys and, and what, 
Um, what can companies like Sony and Microsoft do better in the case of something like that ever happening again? Because, I mean, chances are it will in our in our connected world. Yes. The first thing I'd, I'd say is that um, – is reiterate your point that this can happen to any um, digital service, whether it be PSN, XBLA, Steam. Um, it happens all the time on PC, You know, games getting ripped off and hacked and out the door or services going down. So just because it happened to Sony doesn't mean it can't happen to anybody. Hopefully it doesn't happen because it does create um, issues for s- small digital publishers. We certainly felt the impact – um, you know, during the last quarter when we, we saw reports and, and sales. Luckily, um, it's not our only revenue source. We're on Xbox. But there was a number of smaller shops who are just on PSN who really took a hard hit. And, uh, I mean, it shows up in, in the leaderboards. If, if you look at Sorcerer's Lair, um, it's definitely, you know, way lower than, than the other tables. Um, th- there could be many factors for that, but obviously the fact that we missed our window and we had already spent all of our assets, which for pinball is very limited. You can only make one trailer, really. I mean, there's nothing else to show once you <laughs> put one trailer out. Um, and screenshots and all that stuff. So we were kind of at peak awareness when that went down, and then all that time passed. And we also had Fantastic Four coming, which kind of overshadowed and maybe cannibalized a little bit. But there was definitely an impact felt. And um, that's just the, the, the fragile state of digital distribution at this time. The, the whole business is evolving the players are evolving these markets are evolving and security is certainly an issue with everyone um it's just it's nice to see that sony was so generous um, with their welcome back package i thought they did a great job getting people to come back it would have been nice to have maybe a little better communication between their people and us as to when when things were going to release and when content was coming out and but you know um as far as I'm concerned now, it's water under the bridge, and we, li- we live, we learn, hopefully we improve, hopefully we can talk honestly about how to improve these services, mostly for gamers, because you're the biggest ones affected. You want to play your game. Secondly, for the companies who, are, who depend on these to, to exist. Cool. Well, thanks. for thanks. I um, appreciate you answering that. Um, and uh, this one, the next one, is, and it's the last question I have. Uh, I got more from the community, but... This one is very new, and I wanted to get your standpoint on this, um, but Sony is um, now saying that if you want to get back on PSN, you need to agree to their new terms of service. And that terms of, and their terms of service basically say, you can't sue us, your name can't be mentioned in a class action lawsuit against them, yada, yada, yada. You have to deal with them if you have a problem. Um, so here I am, I'm thinking I haven't, uh, and I've got a PS3 and I don't use it a lot, but I still have one. And if, and if I want to downloaded something from PSN, I don't know if I can still play it anymore unless I connect in and get to PSN. I mean, I may have lost, uh, access to all my paid PSN games. Do you think that this will hold up that they can actually do this legally? And how, how is there going to be an impact to companies like yourself where people might say, hey, I'm not going to just say, no, I, you can do whatever you want. I mean, kind of, obviously, it's not what they're saying, but I can take it of like, you're going to do what we say and there's like it, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about the EULA um, end user license agreement. And I don't know about the legal ramifications of that, um, 
But I, I know after uh, PSN went down and we were all wondering how people would come back and how they would react and if that uh, point of purchase and kind of, you know, oh, here's something on sale, just I want to impulse buy kind of thing, if how that would be affected and if people would go to more like PSN cards and, um, but you know, entering codes for the credit and not having their credit card info on there. So I think that, you know, putting that in place, I think it'll be interesting to see. I really don't know what the answer is. Um, obviously, Sony's trying to protect them, you know, the, the company. Um, I think most people won't pay attention to it. And a few, um, maybe like really small, really vocal group might get really upset about it and cause a big stink. But I think for the majority of people, it'll just be something that they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's not like we ever read them. We just say accept. <laughs> accept. Yeah, really. Who really reads those things word for word? Now, just the fact that people are recognizing what's in it and calling it out, like I said, maybe a small vocal group will, will voice opposition to it. I think the majority of people um, won't really pay attention. Yeah, probably not. Um, and I understand that they need to protect their themselves, and, and it just, to me, kind of bothers me. I, I kind of feel like you know they're trampling on the the end users rights and and it really seems like we only see this like in the video game world where companies can you know they throw up a eula and they can say whatever they want and get away with it but you know <laughs> i guess it's a it's just the, the way of the world um yeah. okay anyways let's get back to zen studios and off of sony <laughs> um <laughs> How how uh, okay? This one's from Billy Jack seventy seven, and his question is: How different were the development processes for the other tables compared to the Ms. Explosion Man table? Um, so there's three really different kind of tables now, I guess. Uh, when we've got our own original designs, where obviously we don't need to answer to anybody, um, and we can do what we want. We've got the Marvel tables, um, which Marvel is intimately involved with provides a lot of feedback, and basically we have to get every little element approved. And then we've got Miss Explosion Man, which um, Twisted Pixel and, you know, we, we kind of did together, I guess, which was a very simple handshake agreement. And uh, um, they gave us all their stuff. We went to work. They approved the game design doc literally within a day. And then they said, yeah, go build it. And we did. We asked them to look at it, and they said, awesome. And that was it. So um, it was actually very easy. And uh, – that's maybe the difference between working with like a big, huge global company like Marvel and and then a, kind of a smaller indie shop like Twisted Pixel. Cool. The next one comes from Viper eighteen twenty nine, <laughs> and I hate to ask because I already asked, but I got to give you the questions for the community. Because um, I, I put out on our Twitter, hey, what do you want to ask uh, Mel today in our in our interview? And he said this. Viper1829 said, same question as last time. When are we getting Star Wars pinball tables? <laughs> also, Thundercats and or Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> well, all of those would be really cool to do. Um, and like I said, I can neither confirm nor deny um, Star Wars. It's I think for us as a company, we all look at that as the pinnacle brand that we could work with. Um, it would just be amazing for everybody involved us building it uh, a dream come true for the players to play it a dream come true and um i'll just say that you know that is high on our list of priorities 
Okay, and if, and if if we need to, you know, we can always start a campaign at LucasArts to let them let you do it. <laughs> you know what always helps us is when um, people on Twitter, um, they tweet out to their the brands that they want, and they include Zen Studios. We we did it, this with um, Epic a couple weeks ago. Cliffy B was on a Game Trailers TV interview, and he said he'd like to see Gears Pinball, and so we started this Twitter campaign. And, I mean, that always helps us. So if you guys want to do that, we appreciate it. Oh, we definitely need a gears table for sure. <laughs> oh man, the flippers would be chainsaws or lancers, and uh, I mean, there's, it, it would be. We have like so many ideas to do it. Um, it's just getting their attention, and um, I think we're doing better with, uh, in terms of like you know people can go look at our game and see how many people we have, and so these big companies are like, oh, this is this could be a marketing opportunity for us too, you know, and they start seeing other than just like, oh, it's just pinball, you know, they they actually they're kind of taking a look at us now, which is really awesome. Yeah, I saw a post in you guys' forums, uh, someone that was saying they didn't like uh, pinball video pinball, and until they discovered pinball FX too. <laughs> and and it's like yeah it's it's not what your typical pinball games you it's amazing what you guys do the work your teams do absolutely amazing they're fun I, I, it's like i don't have to demo your tables i just download them because i know i'm gonna love them it doesn't matter the theme you guys just get it and you know how to make them all fun so well thank you very much for that we uh we really appreciate hearing that uh i got two quick last ones here uh this one's from monster mag says what is mel kirk's favorite table and why <laughs> Uh, my favorite is Excalibur, and it's just because I'm a huge fan of the medieval Knights of the Round Table type of theme. Um, it's just something I'm a fan of in general, so that pinball theme in that table uh, are my favorite. Cool. And uh, Noah Jett says, I want to know what's the next big original table from, from Zen. Well, the next big original one is the one that I mentioned today um, that I can tell you will really shake things up. And, uh, uh, you know, I think people are going to they're, they're going to really love it or, or they might like you, you'll still be able to play the game like it's normal pinball. But if you really want to dig in and do some like some new things and accept like a new genre within the genre, um, this will be a table that takes a step in that direction. Well, you've definitely piqued our interest, that's for sure. <laughs> so cool. Good. Um well, that's. I mean, those are the questions I have for you. I wanted to give the floor over to you. Uh, if you had anything else that you wanted to bring up or discuss, or you know, anything that's on your mind. Um, no, I'll just continue to say thank you, everybody, for your feedback and for your support um, with Pinball Effects. Um, it's obviously been a successful game, and. Uh, for that reason, we can continue to support it and build more tables. So um, we love working on it, and uh, yeah, just thank you so much. All right, well, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate your time today, and uh, again, we'll we'll probably we'll look forward to that next table, and uh, and we'll look forward to uh, probably having you again on in the future. I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs> anytime, anytime. All right, thank you so much. Thanks. All right, topic time. Um, real quick, this really isn't a topic. It's really not a rant either. I just have to share you share with you guys, you know, in, in case you guys are experiencing some of the same issues I have. So, GameFly, wonderful service, great idea. You know, I I have used it multiple times. I usually sign up during the busy part of the season, um, because obviously I don't buy every game that comes out. Um. 
keep going. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, well, yeah, I'm actually going to talk about that too. So first, first thing is I have one game out. It was Deus Ex. And I was a, um, a reference or whatever you want to say for Gabbers. He put my name in. And the cool thing was, is they gave me, since I was getting one game at a time, they gave me a month where I could get two games at a time. And then when my month was over, they would knock me back down to one game. And to get my next game on a list, all I had to do was send both games in, and then my first, my single game started back up. So I thought that was really cool. Um, a couple issues that I'm having. So they sent me, usually when they send me a game, I get my email. says, hey, this game's been shipped to you. And it's usually here within like two days. So Monday they shipped NHL 10 from Pennsylvania, which is a long ways away from Ohio. Oh, wait, no, it borders Ohio. <laughs> and uh, I have yet to get it. Now, I know this may not be Gamefly's issue, but it may be like, you know, my crappy mailman who decides to stick people's other people's mail in my mailbox. But I have to wait like a full week. You know what? Before, what's that? You know what? I think what? it's I think it's Pennsylvania, dude. When I was in Chicago, that's where all my stuff came from. It would take a week for stuff to get to me. Now I'm down here in Arizona. I get stuff like in two days. Yeah, they'll mail it well, two days later. It's here. Well, that's and, normally what I get is the two days. Normally, mine's two days. You know, and I and I sent back Deus Ex on Thursday, and I st they still haven't sent me the notification that they've gotten it, which I'm kind of hoping they do tomorrow. So then I'll get a notification saying, "Hey, we sent you Gears of War 3. Because since I have two games available, but I'm still waiting on NHL 12 to hit my door, which it's been over a week. The other thing is, real quick, is I my my free two two game a month started on. Uh, September 2nd. It is September 18th. I still don't have my second game on my list. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, NHL was my second game. You know, they supposedly sent that to me on Monday. But I still haven't gotten it. So my free two games a month is going to be over before I even get my first game. And I know it's free, so I don't want to complain. But I think, I think there's some problem. Like, I do believe they need to open up more centers. For one, um, you know, or fire everybody in Pennsylvania, move the thing to Ohio or something, because Netflix is one day. We have Netflix in Columbus. I, I understand that. But Netflix was one day. You sent it. They had it the next day and your next thing was on its way. So you're literally looking at a two day turnaround for yep. Netflix. But for for Gamefly, it's like it's a three week turnaround. So you're literally paying fifteen dollars for one game for however you like now that's still kind of cheap compared to renting the game which is like nine bucks for five days um but definitely during the busy season but that's the reason why i ditch them every after the busy season is because I, i'm just not getting any money out you know i'm not getting my you know anything out of it but if anybody you know has the same experience or whatever all i can say is contact gamefly i've i've kind of I don't want to say filed a complaint, but I've kind of, you know, sent them some messages and things like that to ask, you know, is there things I could do? What's the problem? You know, so on and so forth. Is it my location? Just just something to say, hey, it's not 
it's not you, it's me, or it's my mail, or or anything like that. And yeah, and I still don't doubt my mailman probably keeping the games because he's horrible. But um, oh, and the other thing, cool news for anybody who does have GameFly and did not get signed up for the beta for the uh, free unlimited PC, however you want to say. Um, I got I got accepted the beta wing. I think you did as well. Yep. Okay. I have, uh, it says a key for a friend. So I do have a key. Um, if you would like my key, tweet me. Now I know Captain Hook has already tweeted me. He but tweeted, I think he tweeted, he he tweeted, tweeted both me of too. Us. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. give it away yet because I haven't either. <laughs> so what to get mine, I need you to tweet me the answer to the following question. What team in college football had the longest running time at 103 weeks in the top 25? Ohio State. And, oh, geez, she gave away the answer. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. I was taking just a wild guess. Yeah. Yeah, they broke our we, – we had our streak broken. <laughs> You're supposed to tweet it. Uh, oh, hold on. Let me tweet that. <laughs> Ohio State. <laughs> tweet, tweet, tweet. Oh wait, I gotta pull my tweeter up here. Okay, hold on. Where is Brun on here? <laughs> hey Wang, Wang, yeah, you're you're not eligible. What? So that's rude. No. Anybody's eligible besides yourself, and yeah, that's it. Because you already have a code. <laughs> I maybe I'll uh, put another one. <laughs> no, just just tweet me saying, hey, you know, can I get your you know, can I get your code, so on and so forth, and I'll make sure to tweet out when it's gone, so, you know, everybody wants to worry about it, and Captain Hook, your first tweet doesn't count, so you might want to get on that. Um, I'll give Captain Hook mine. Oh, okay, well, there you he go. Did, he did reply, so I just wanted yep. to make sure that he you didn't give yours out to him already, so. No, I have not, because okay. I think he was replying to what you said, and I kind of put a little feeler out there on mine, but didn't get a response, so. But, uh, so, I tried out the client. Did you try out the client? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let me, <laughs> let me, let me go okay. first. Um, I was really excited to see that the client was Windows and Mac. So, I was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to put mine on my Mac because I know Wings want to do Windows. And I didn't want to put it on my VM because I'm getting it ready for some development. So, I didn't want to bog it down with, you know, a gaming client or, or whatnot. So I installed it on Mac. I'm like, oh, really? Cool. That is very misleading, everybody. The client runs on a Mac, but all the free games for PC and stuff are PC only. Well, duh. So, well, <laughs> there are Mac games out there. I was, th it was thinking that, you know, either they've done something with them or had some option for Mac games to play. You know, I wasn't expecting to be able to play the PC ones, but all the free games, the all the wonderful, awesome well, that, AAA titles that they have. <laughs> that's my question, Brunt. Are, does it really bother you? I mean, I have no, Windows. <laughs> Would you really play any of these? No. Uh, I mean, like Age of Empires Online and all the free-to-play games are better than everything that they had on that list. You don't want to play uh, Farmcraft or oh, no. 1001 Mini Golf Challenge? Splinter or Cell was the coolest one on there. 101 Shark Pets, 101 Penguin Pets, 
101 seal pets, and the always fun 101 dolphin pets. Well, the original, the re- original Splinter Cell's on there, which is cool. Okay, there's, there's, um, let's see, two, four, Assassin's six, Creed. There's nine times. One, two. What do we got? And Three. everybody, remember this is a beta. We're not, uh, we're not knocking it, but okay. for <laughs> no, we're knocking it. There's 51 titles here. There's, oh, wow. there's 51 titles. There's only, the only thing you probably really have heard about is. Uh, Assassin's Creed, the original one, Red Faction 2, Red Faction 1, Velvet Assassin, Splinter Cell, Saints Row 2, Hearts of Iron, CSI Hard Evidence, A Flock, uh, Wheelman, and then everything else is like Jewel Quest, Mahjong, Jewel Quest 2, Luxor, you know, a bunch of puzzle games. Uh, then oh, but my favorite this one I almost did run <laughs> Prison Hunting? Tycoon Four Super Rats. Oh, <laughs> I did too. I, I was just like, oh sweet, you Dude, know. And I, I, I almost did it because I had to see what this was. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then I was just like, oh okay, that that's Windows only. And then there was a filter where you can filter by like operating system or whatever. Uh huh. And like you click Mac and nothing comes up. So I was just like, oh, so what they mean by Mac and PC is literally the client runs on Mac and PC because the client also does like shows you your queue and and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, but the whole point of me getting in this beta was for the try out the, the unlimited free to play or download stuff. And, you know, even as a beta, it's, it's disappointing because usually in a beta you want to kind of have some sort of wow factor. You know, so then people will try to pick up on it. But as of right now, it's just very blah. Well, the you know? client's really nice. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. going to do, like, your Gamefly queue. I mean, yep. it's like I just clicked on Dead Island, and the screen that comes up is really nice. I mean, it's it, it's it, just the design of the page, all the information that's there. It looks really sharp, and they did a nice job of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the unlimited PC play... <laughs> Man, I, they, if this is all they're going to have, I mean, I'm sure they'll add stuff to it eventually, but, you know, um, yeah, don't don't sell it on this. Yeah. And I, there's, I'll never use this. You know, when they get, um, when I can, what I want is Gamefly on my 360 so I can rent digitally through the 360. That's what I want. Or let me play, let me play some Windows games or Xbox games through this client on my computer then that might be kind of cool. But no, until we see that, it's just not worth yeah. anybody's time. But, yeah. So that's my stuff with Gamefly recently. Like I said, it, I didn't want to rant about them. And, but it's just like, you know, that something's got to be done. And, and if you're not happy with your service, I, it's, I'm not saying go drop them or cancel them. But, but let them know. Send, send them some feedback so maybe they can catch on to hopefully say, Hey, look guys, we're getting a lot of issues on the East coast. Maybe we need another, you know, distribution center, so on and so forth. That's kind of what I'm trying to push for. So, but, uh, all right, cool. Um, didn't you tell them and said, Hey, I'm BJ Swick 33 owner and host of this Xbox life.com. Uh, bring no. you down all the way to Chinatown. Uh, yeah, I did do that, and they laughed and hung up on me. 
<laughs> no. All right, game five, you suck. <laughs> there they go. Everybody's canceling now because of us. See? Yeah. So they're gonna call you back next week, going, Bron, we're sorry. We love yeah. you. Here's a free yeah. month. <laughs> Here, game five. Let me let me give you a tip. Don't raise your prices by sixty percent. Because you know what will happen? <laughs> You'll turn into Netflix. <laughs> Oh, did you see how many people they got? They lost in the last like week. No, I have not seen that. Oh, it was they supposedly reported six hundred thousand, but then the next report was over a million. Nice, cool. Yeah, so it was over a not uh, over a million subscribers, which they're calling like a temporary loss, is how they're putting it. Because obviously, a lot of people are canceling due to the shock of. Probably the price uh, price increase, which is probably you know the, I would say a third of those people might come back. But I guess in February they're they're losing their um, their agreement with Stars, which is like where a lot of their newer movies are coming from. Um, because with GameFly streaming or not GameFly, but with Netflix streaming, they have a lot of older stuff, and it seems like a lot of the newer movies that they're getting. The ones that are not so old all seem to be the stars play, but they're losing their agreement with those. So, you know, all those videos or whatever will not be no longer be streaming. So, I'm curious on what what their plans are, but we'll have to see in the future. But yeah, over a million subscribers. So, and their stocks plummeted, I guess. Everybody's stock is plummeting. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> so, so, what does that mean, like? 10 million in lost revenue each month then? Oh yeah, just well, yeah, just about. Be like 9 million. Well, would have been 9 million. But since they hiked everything up, you know, it would have been that's 16 million dollars. They're probably still breaking a, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wonder if it's a wash. They lost a million, but they hiked up on everybody. Yeah, and so they evened out, and maybe the people that they lost is ones that they wanted to lose. Right. Yeah, true. I mean, I would go to streaming only and pay for streaming only if I was getting things. I I guess it wouldn't have nope. to be day and date. As... Why not? You can get day and date like on Zoom. Well, yeah, true. I mean, you pay the rental price, but, you know. Yeah. I considered leaving Netflix. The only reason I don't is because the kids use it a lot. And I may go to a streaming only. I may bump it down. Um, because I've had movies. i got two discs sitting here that have been here for like two weeks, and I've never watched them. And the one thing I have about them that I don't like about Netflix anymore is with all the streaming stuff they've done, they've had the movie companies have said, okay, we'll let you stream all this old stuff that no one cares about. But all our new movies, you can't release them when they hit the street. You have to wait another month. So, like, when a new movie comes out in the store that I can go and buy, I can't even rent it from Gamefly for a month. Netflix. I'm sorry, you're, Netflix. You're, you're, <laughs> I, I did it, too. That's why I caught you. All right. Well, that, you know what that tells me? We need to move on. Cause, uh... Well, you know, the the one thing is you're saying your kids use it. Yep. I think with that Stars Play and stuff, they're supposed to get – they're going to be losing, like, Nickelodeon. And there's another – there's, like, two kids – varieties of movies and stuff that they'd be losing as well in February. Well, then I guess I'll dump them all together then. Yeah, because my buddy said the only reason why he used it is because his kids watch it a lot. He said, but they're going to be losing them, so what's the point in keeping it? Well, but, we may have a solution to that here then. Exactly. 
pretty soon. We'll talk about it a little bit later in the show, but um, we'll keep you all in suspense. We may have a Netflix replacement for you. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. All right. So let's get to let's some talk games, man. Games, baby. Let's talk about something, part of something I've been playing with. Go ahead. It's you, man. You're up. Oh, no, wait. No, it's oh. still you. It's still me. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. As you can tell, I'm, I'm a little under the weather still. <laughs> You're losing your mojo. Oh, man. Good I news, have, everybody. I might have to call out to the real mojo and say, come on our show and save us, man. Oh. <laughs> I would say invite that other guy that you had on last week. What's his name? Uh, I don't remember. Mud something, but he doesn't like me. Um <laughs> Uh, did you guys see that video? They finally showed some gameplay of Battlefield 3 on the 360. It's about time. Did you guys see it? Yes. Yes. Nope. Rob, how uh, nope. do I even ask you? Yeah, how about it, right? <laughs> Holy cow, you're the village I never play games guy. What's uh, What's Battlefield 3? What do I pay you for? <laughs> you get what you pay for, man. You pay, you pay <laughs> you for <laughs> <laughs> We pay you in crackers. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! So <laughs> I didn't get any crackers. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't pay you. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Finally, that, that'd video. be a step up. Yep. <laughs> For those who have not seen it, I'm trying to think if we have this posted on our site. I didn't post it myself strictly because I know that Soul Assassin was going to post his update, but I. And his update was on September 12th, and I think it's there. Okay. Oh, wait. That's September 12th. Week of September 12th. Oh, he posted this on the 17th. Okay. So, yes, the um, – let me double-check here. I'm in there now. He's got TGS-11 Night Mission on a cam. And, yes, and here's the first 360 footage. It's the third video he's got. Yep. So he does have it posted on our site. Yeah, so go check it out. Um, it's definitely worth seeing. It looks really good. Um, the, I saw there's one group out there. I think it was on Game Trailers. They did like a comparison between PC and 360. Um, you know, 360 does look good. It looks good. But, man, when you compare it to PC, wow. Um, you okay, can really keep in mind. Oh, you can really Keep tell the difference, but I'll tell you what, a that's, two hundred a two hundred and fifty dollar console versus a fifteen thousand dollar PC. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, I would hope the PC looks better. I'll guarantee all the people that are spouting off PC's better and you know what? My console version will probably look better than a lot of people's PC version. Because unless they're gonna dump a couple grand to upgrade their machines. Yeah. But but that's the thing is with like I said, with always oh, kinda of always said this, Battlefield three it was a PC game. It does not bother me that the PC looks better than the 360, and I was I kind of expect that because they develop it, develop lead developments on a PC. All I'm saying is the PS3 and the 360 version, they both look good. So they are definitely you can definitely tell there is some time spent, and you know you're going to get some better graphics than what you've seen in some other shooters. So. Um, but yeah, finally saw it, and after watching it, I was like, "Oh, I cannot wait for this game. It's going to be fun." So, but uh, 
yeah, go out there. It's on our site. Check it out if you haven't seen it yet. So, what did you think of it, Wayne? Do you think it was good or? I thought it looked just fine. I did yeah. see. I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, but I'm not one of these that's like big into. Oh well, there's a there's an extra pixel in this one, or the the shading or lighting is not right. I'm like, I turn it on and I can play it, and it's fun and it looks good. I, who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's like I, the I care less. Thirty. It's like the thirty frames per second versus sixty frames per second. It's gonna look just, awesome. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just like, do I? Am I supposed to be able to tell a difference? <laughs> so I know, like, what is it? Wasn't like battle or wasn't Call of Duty at one time running at third for thirty frames a second? People were saying something about them. Like, what are you talking about? It looks freaking awesome. You know, doesn't have to be sixty. Well, that's gonna be the the big deal. You know, uh, Modern Warfare is gonna come out and like we're running at sixty frames a second and they're only oh. at thirty. And it's like, so does the game <laughs> run smooth? Yeah. Does it does it work? Does it look good? Is it fun to play? That's all that matters. I don't care if it's 60 frames or 30 frames or, you know, if it runs quick and smooth and it doesn't have um, clipping and or not clipping is not that big of a deal. Um, You know, we see that in a lot of stuff. But as long as I don't hit like, you know, where I'm getting um, what is it I'm trying to say? Extra pop-ins? No, where where it'll freeze up on you, you know, lag or the game all of a sudden you're getting choppy and if I don't get that stuff and it's nice and smooth and it looks good, I don't care how many frames it is because I just want a fun game to play. Cool. That's all the consumer and the end guy, that's all we care about. Yep. So. All right. Yep, it's out there. Go check it out. Looks good. So now on to something. That now for I've something been... you'll really like. <laughs> yeah, that I've been half playing with. So. Um. How are you half? Oh, you're half playing. Okay. Um, Xbox Live on Windows 8. Um, er, let's see. Earlier in the week, I had posted a story on our website about this, but the video, and it came with a video, but it actually only, it just talked about that. It just talked about Windows Live, or I mean, Xbox Live on Windows 8. They didn't go into it. And I'll tell you what, I don't know if you guys saw that video I posted up on September 14th. Um, it's now on page two of our main site. Um, wow. Um, what the heck is this? This is Windows. Did you guys see this video? The first one? It, it looks like Windows 7 phone. Yeah. And like I, when I'm when I'm hinting at, I've played with half of it. <laughs> I Since I got the developer's preview of Windows 8, so I've been... been I haven't installed Windows 8 on a VM. So, and the front, the start menu is like a Windows 7 phone. The start menu, I mean, obviously you can change the start menu to be exactly like the start menu, normal start menu. But when you boot into Windows 8, you're going to get that screen, which is like a desktop version of um, the start menu. So... It's that's weird. It, it is. It is. It is. I'll tell you what. It is neat um, because those applications are actually different than like an like um, IE is different than what the normal IE is, and you can flip back and forth. It, it's it's neat. It's different. It's definitely going to get. You're going to have to get used to it for sure. Uh, um, but yeah, it is, I loaded it in a VM. Yeah. On my machine and. and 
I got about like three minutes to play with it so far this weekend. And it was weird using a mouse. I mean, I felt yeah. like it, it really felt like I, you know, needed to be on a tablet or something. And if you watch the, uh, did you watch, sorry, this kind of sidetracking everybody, but um, if you watch the build event where they played it, a lot of this stuff is for these new upcoming PCs that have like touch screens. Right. Um, you know, this all stuff's meant to be like touch and gestures and, and all this stuff and tablets and everybody that was at that build event got this, the new Samsung tablet that, that has this installed on it. And I guess it's just unreal. And some of the, they had older PCs as well there, but some of the new ones they had the boot up time from, from completely turned off, completely fresh, uh, boot was eight seconds. I mean, it was crazy how fast that machine well, came up. Well, that's because there's these, nothing on it. <laughs> well, the yeah, well, these machines aren't they're brand they're new. They're obviously clean installs, but they weren't like super they weren't super machines and some of them were tablets and like this Samsung tal- tablet they're just like, "Hey, this is like this is a full PC." They're like it has a docking station, you can hook dual monitors up to it like and all I was thinking about when they were talking about this is this is my next work machine. This, this tablet is going to be my next PC for work. Um, because it was like literally an SSD drive, super amount of Ram, I I seven processor. It was, it was crazy. Cause like my development machine, my machine at work now is it's like a quad core 16 gigs of Ram or eight gigs of Ram or something like that in it. But, I know I'm sidetracking, but yeah, I mean, Windows 8, it's, it's definitely going to be something different, but I really think people might like it. Um, it's, it's making the PC not as difficult, let's say, um, for everybody, but I don't know. (laughs) So, but Windows Live on Windows 8 or Xbox Live on Windows 8. Anyways, now that I've been hijacked, um, sorry, sorry. Getting back on task here. Um, there's a, okay, so that video I posted up was from Build, and it shows this weird funky OS. Okay, then if you go to our main page, I uh, was able to post one this weekend of actually Xbox Live on Windows 8 being run, and it's it basically looks just like the dashboard we're getting. So when we get our new dashboard, it's like going to be the same thing. Um, it's, it's weird. I mean, it's just, but the thing is, this video, you go ahead and watch it, check it out. I didn't find anything exciting about it. There was just nothing like, Ooh, wow. I mean, the way they, you can compare your friends games together and stuff. It's, it's a whole new interface. It looks nicer, I guess, but it was nothing really too terribly exciting. And I think what most people want to know is, okay, you're saying Xbox live on windows eight, but am I going to be able to play Xbox games? And that's the big thing, and I don't think we're going to be able to. I do not think we're going to be able to play Xbox games on Windows 8. This is simply Xbox Live, which means you're going to be able to buy your games because the marketplaces for Windows Live and Xbox Live have been merged into a single marketplace. So you're going to be able to download your PC games on Xbox Live and play them on your PC, but not Xbox games. So, I mean, if they end up doing something like this, then that'll be announced later. But, you know, a lot of people are, I think, looking for that. And this is just Xbox Live. Your friends list, you compare games, you can see what your friends are doing. You know, 
that's in a format that looks going to look exactly like what our dashboard is going to look like here when they update the dashboard this fall. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. There wasn't really a lot there to, that I found to be exciting or new. The the real yeah. cool the real cool part about what they were talking about in, in that video is like everything that they developed to build uh, Xbox Live on Windows 8 is built using like the public uh, API. API yeah APIs and stuff. Um, so you know that's not saying that you know I could grab those APIs and build something cool and integrate it into our site, which is integrated in Xbox Live. And so it's cool that they're they're saying like, hey, this is all public. We don't get special builds of it to make special things that nobody else can. So that was kind of cool as a developer. You know, it was pretty neat. So I was kind of wondering about that whole thing also of, you know, if you know if the games will be able to interoperate or whatever you want to call it. You know, people will be able to play each other. But if you guys remember a couple months back or maybe as long as a year ago, they did that test and they found that the PC people were regularly just annihilating the consoles, primarily because of the controls. Mm. And, you know, they scrapped that whole project. And, I mean, I don't know if they would really do anything like that again with those results, but I definitely see them trying to leverage, you know, the ability to be able to sell music and videos and and who knows what. I mean, they're going to compete against all those other companies. They're going to compete against iTunes with a product that they already have just on another platform, and they're just bringing it over. Yeah. It's going to be neat to see where it all ends up and how it looks. and so. But I, I don't think we're going to be playing Xbox games on Windows 8. I don't believe we will. Or even you know, playing the PC version against them. You know, one against yeah, another. No, I don't think we will. Yeah, we've seen a but couple we'll cross-platform games, but they don't seem to. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Halo Four. Maybe that'll. Maybe they'll do something like that and really take it new. You know, new place with cross-platform play, and I don't know. Or it'll be something like you know you can play Peggle against somebody else. <laughs> yeah, but you I know, kinda, PC I... Peggle against Xbox. I kind of expect to see Halo 4 also actually debuting on a new console. So, same here. What we'll to see? <laughs> maybe, maybe you know what though? Maybe the new console will have Windows 8. Maybe it'll be Windows 8 on, on the on the back end. Yeah. I mean, they're maybe. looking. You're going to look at that. You look at Windows Phone 7. You look at Windows 8. And you look at the new Xbox dashboard coming out, even the current one, and you tell me that they're not the same. You know, they could just be getting to the point where they're going to have the OS that works across all those platforms. Yeah. So, could be, well, it'd be interesting. It's going to be neat to see what they do, and it could be real exciting. So, and, you know, if, if the past is any indication, look at the Dreamcast. I mean, that was Windows CE. Yeah. That was an awesome system. So, I mean, they can do it if they really wanted to. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. All right. Next. Thanks, okay. Rob. Yeah. Uh, real quick, there was a uh, an interview that was done with uh, Cliff Blazinski of uh, Epic uh, the other day or a week ago or so 
where they were talking about one of my favorite games ever on Xbox, Shadow Complex. And I know you guys uh, pretty much like that game also. And it's okay. Shadow. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't hide it. Be proud of your love for this game. Yeah. Anyway, so Shadow Complex 2 was rumored to be in the works, and, and Cliff basically said that the whole game is all designed and it's pretty much just sitting there. So, you know, he didn't really mention when the game was going to be coming out, but it sounds like it was really far along. Uh, and they, uh, the developer chair basically put the whole pro- uh, project on hold so they could do Infinity Blade for the iOS platform. And hopefully they'll, you know, switch back and do Shadow Complex 2 and get that up and running for us. So Shadow Complex 2, it's out there. It's done. Hopefully we'll see it soon. You know what Shadow Complex 2 needs? What's that? Co-op. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I really like the first one. Actually, reading this makes me want to go back and get the last piece of the suit that I need to get. Oh, yeah. I need one more piece of the suit. Yep, and then I've already beaten it, but what I did is I went back to a previous save before I beat it, and I'm, like, going back through the back through the area to try to get to my... I think it's the helmet is what I'm missing. Okay. So, but yeah, makes me want to play it again. That game was really good. Yeah, the article on uh, Kotaku, they were talking about the only game that really hit the author's heart, like, Shadow Complex did was a game called Insanely Twisted uh, Shadow, Shadow Planet. Planet. Did yeah. you guys play that? Uh, nope, but I heard it's really good. I'd be interested to check that out. Yep. The pictures for it, I don't know if they do it justice because it looks eh. Yeah, just remember that uh, all XBLA games get a free demo, Rob. That's right. <laughs> Even on Xbox Absolutely. Live Free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but. All right. All right. Uh, do we want to do this one next, or do we want to save it for last? Let's save it for last. Okay. And let's talk about Xbox TV. Yeah. I like TV. Xbox oh, TV. Boy. Microsoft supposedly is going to launch a TV service for the Xbox 360 this holiday season. Of course, that just means that Braun and I won't be able to get it because our ISPs won't support it. But anyways. You ever hear of ESPN3? Nonetheless. (laughs) Yeah. Nonetheless, Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer has announced at a financial analyst meeting this past week, said that Microsoft is working with, quote, dozens or hundreds of additional video content suppliers. So I don't know if it's just dozens or hundreds. I don't think Steve knows either. Um, But... um, they're looking say at more than one, more than one. Yeah, they're going to work a couple <laughs> two tree uh, yeah. <laughs> video content suppliers. So looks like we're going to see some more TV services coming to the 360. And, um, you know, I I would like I still what I want. All they need to do, man, is just give me a subscription, a Zoom pass for the movies. And yeah. I would I would drop. Netflix and give Microsoft my money if movies they can come up TV. with a Zoom pass. Yeah, movies or, and TV. Movies and TV, yes, movies and yeah, TV. Which would be basically Hulu and Netflix in one. Yeah. So make it happen, I'd, Microsoft. Steve. I'd do that in a heartbeat. 
Yep. Yeah. Th- what what this what this means here is like okay, your internet provider is obviously going to have to allow it. Um, and with my record with Time Warner, that's probably going to be a no. You know, we get the watch ESPN, but we don't get it on the 360. But like all these other iPhone or iOS apps like HBO for the iPad or NBC and all these companies coming out with their iPad apps to show full full length videos, they all say, who's your provider? And Time Warner is not on there. Uh. So it's like all those apps, I don't get to use any of them because Time Warner doesn't allow you to do it. Nice. It's amazing. It's awesome. Even though it's just bandwidth, that's that's the weird part. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> so, all right. Well, there's there's that. And I think our last story before we get into our big conversation is that um, X, Ace Combat Assault Horizon demo is on the marketplace. Please, 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 I implore you, download the demo before you put any money into this game. I will not be buying it. I will not be renting it. I think it was one of the worst, most horrible flight sim game, arcade-style games I played. It was worse than the Ace Combat 6, in my opinion. So, oh. um, And I didn't like that one either. So, But I gave this a shot because it looked like they were getting rid of the stupid, dorky storyline. And I kind of wanted to see this dogfighting mode. And it, it's just horrible. I do not like it at all. It's really, really stupid. The... The whole point of going into dogfighting mode, it's like they tell you, okay, hit your button to go into it. But then when you're on your own and you want to go into it, I can never figure out when to get – when you're allowed to go in it. And it's just like randomly I would be in it and then I wouldn't be in it. And I'm right behind the guy, but it wouldn't let me go into dogfight mode. And I'm like, well, this is just really stupid. There doesn't seem to be any kind of get get in this position or have this – prompt come up or can you do it for every plane you know it looks like maybe maybe not i don't know um and then when you're in the mode you don't con it looks like you don't really control your plane but you do (laughs) you have like it's like it'll fly the path and keep you behind him but you still have to kind of move and pitch a little bit to keep your nose pointing at him and it's just really i'm like it's stupid um the helicopter part was just unbelievably bad, I thought. Just garbage. Um, I, it just, you know, I don't know why they can't make a good helicopter game on the console. The controls are just horrid on every, ver- on every one I've ever played, this one included. And it's just, I finally just quit. I mean, I played through the whole airplane F-22 part. And then I went on to try the helicopter part. And I finally just quit at that point. I was like, I can't take this anymore. I just quit it out, deleted it. It's like, this is junk. So if you are interested in it, please, by all means, try the demo first. Um, if you like it, kudos. I'm glad. If you don't, hey, you saved yourself some money. And I'm glad I could be of assistance there. So um, you will not find me playing that junk. So don't ask me to co-op with you. <laughs> nice. No Friday Night Life with this game? Mm, not with me. <laughs> so. But that's right. it. So now we can get into the big meat and potatoes. Yes, which would be an upcoming game called Gary's, Gary's of War <laughs> 3. <laughs> no, Gary's of War 3. 
comes out on Tuesday, um, or actually if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, or comes out tomorrow, whatever you're listening to this, Tuesday, the 20th. You know, no, 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 no. No one cares about this. Dude, we've got F1 2011 coming out on Tuesday. I had that in my Gamefly queue and removed it promptly, <laughs> so it didn't interfere. And <laughs> Tropico 4. Uh, Resident Evil 4 HD and Fallout New Vegas Lonesome Road. So this gears people, whoever these people are, they're stupid to go up against all these other people. <laughs> I'm like, are they're gonna, their sales are gonna suffer for it. They're insane to release on the same day as F1 2011. That's just yeah. whatever, you know. Who am I? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking on IGN. And we'll have to get up a Metacritic view, uh, thing here. But based on this, their review score, they're saying it's awesome or amazing, which is a 9.0. The the weird thing I have here is for the reader score, there's 13 ratings of a 9.3. Nice. How, how, how is that? The game's not out yet. <laughs> uh, it is in Sweden. Wasn't it Sweden that some store is already selling it? They've been selling oh, really? it for like a week or two. Oof. Interesting. Yeah, Microsoft is investigating. Uh, so of course. There, there's people in Europe that have gotten legit copies early. So, so question for you. How are you guys going to play it on Tuesday? Hardest difficulty, four players? You going to play it with four people? Um, I will probably be playing Horde mode. I really want to play Horde mode. Uh, I'll probably be doing Horde and Beast mode on Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. The campaign... See, the problem I have with doing that is if you can't get up with someone that's going to be like, okay, we're going to campaign this together and do it together, because then if you can't get on, they want to play, or if they can't get on, I want to play, and then you're you're held up. And I'm always like waiting for the other person. I won't jump ahead. So if I hook up with someone that does jump ahead, then it kind of pisses me off (laughs) so it's like you know i I might just go through by myself plus it's like when i co-op with people in a campaign i get annoyed if they like just to rush it through sometimes yeah i've run into people just want to burn through it as fast as you can i'm like dude the first time through let's let's do stuff you know let's let's look for stuff let's let me listen to the story let's you know let's work together as a team and i've had people that don't want to do that so um, not anybody I played with recently. Um, so, and it's been great for like the, the 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 Dead Island games have been awesome. That that just perfectly built for co-op. But this type of one where it's a scripted story type of thing, and you're it's all linear. I think I really want to do it on my own first, and then go back through later to do some co-op stuff. But you know, that's probably what I'll end up doing. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to get a get group of three people, same three people that we can all, you know, play. Um, mine is probably going to have to be like during the week and maybe on a Sunday um, or like a Saturday. But, Good luck. Uh, You're never around. <laughs> uh, it, the last couple of weeks, I'm, I haven't been. That's, you know, my th- my thing is I'm trying to get the game so I can play with the community as far as horde mode and stuff like that. As far as the story mode. I'll eventually get through it, but most likely it'll be after somebody else has beat it. And they're like, oh, yeah, Brown, I'll go through it with you. There'll be that type of scenario. But um, 
very surprised on like the length of the story. I was reading the review and the person said they spent on hardcore 14 hours. So it's definitely longer than some of the previous or the definitely longer than the previous two, but they are trying to wrap a lot of stuff up and I'm just hoping it's not, um, watching the video review. It seems like it's like a lot of the same thing. Um, but it comes back to that, in my opinion, it comes back to the whole thing of, well, this is a full story from start to finish. You know, the third Gears of War should not be like, you know, the first Star Wars, where it looks like all the all the effects and all the vehicles are like it's so much more advanced than, you know, the very first or like A New Hope. You know what I'm talking about? Like that type of comparison. <laughs> I don't think Gears of War 3 should look completely different than the first one. So, but. I thought what I read, too, they were talking about how the game doesn't stray. It's 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 exactly what you've been playing in the first two games. It's the same right. thing. But, it, you know, I think it falls under the concept, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. This this is what people love. And it, it kind of goes with the Call of Duties, the same thing with that franchise. Right. Don't break what ain't, or don't fix what ain't broke. Um, right. This is what the community loves. This is the game. They they want it this way. And if you stray from that, they, you're going to turn on you and you're going to lose them. Um, don't change it. Make minor tweaks to make the gameplay a little better, more fluid, more fun. But you can't rip up the core gameplay just for the sake of, well, it's a new game. Right. And I think right. that's kind of what they were saying. And they I think they were basically saying, yeah, they agreed that you really don't want to change it much. So. Right. Yeah. So, uh, listening and reading this question, um, does this actually wrap up Gears of War? There is no Gears of War 4? Or do you think they'll leave it where there'll be a fourth one? Kind of kind of like, I want to call it the Halo scenario, where it was supposed to be Halo 3 was supposed to be finishing the fight, but then it's like, oh, look, we got Halo 4. You know, do you think they'll... You think Epic's going to do that with Microsoft? Yep. Oh, you do? Yep. Okay. There's got to be a four. <laughs> I, you know, I was, I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, you know what? They're going to do that. They're going to make it seem like this is the end, and then they're going to do something where it's just like, you know, there's a fourth one coming. Micro, Microsoft, it's like Microsoft can't pass on letting a franchise go. They have to how he's, they can't and, go find another one. <laughs> and you know, and you know what? It'll be the next one will be on the new console. Oh, okay. Yep. I see what you're saying. Cliffy B himself even said there would not be another Gears on this console. Oh. I saw him on, um, I think it was on Bonus Round on GameTrailers.com. And, you know, he stated that if there was another one, it would not be on this console. Gotcha. In other words, this generation. So... And I'll bet you're going to see that go cross-platform going forward. Oh, yeah, why not? So, uh, if Microsoft allows it. All right. uh, anybody look up the Metacritic score on it? No, I'm busy freaking reading about F1 2011, dude. This game's going <laughs> to run. And Tropico nice. 4. Oh, man, I don't even know which one I'm going to play, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a 91. So, looks like it's getting good reviews. I'm pretty sure everybody's going to like it. I'm excited to play it, 
And like I said, we'll be doing some community stuff this Friday. Friday FNL. Finally, we got a game where we can FNL. I so. will say I think this game is going to be probably one of the most polished, bug-free experiences we've seen in a long time because this game originally I think was supposed to come out wasn't at the end of last year and then it got delayed or was begin or was like the, the very beginning of this year like and it beginning got, of this year and it got pushed back and delayed and they've done a tremendous amount of polish to it and I really think that with the big beta they had for their multiplayer I really think we're going to have a really good game I really so you know no- no Gears of War 2 then, right? <laughs> no, I really think this is going to go off very well. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be bug-free. I guess I shouldn't say that. But, you know, there's there's always going to be someone out there finding a way to glitch the system. But I think this is going to be a really good product out of the box. And, and, you know, I think we're in for a ride. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. A uh, couple other things I heard is the story is the same. Not very good storytelling in this whole series, if you think about it, but I guess that is also sticking years three. <laughs> so it's, it's staying with course, man. Why, why would you get all good now? <laughs> uh, so, all right. But yeah, just want to see what you guys thought about the, uh, about the review. So 14 hours, you have something about the gun skins. Do you want to explain that? Because I looked and I saw an episode where it's just like, you know, 30 gun skins will be available for purchase on day one. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised I haven't really heard anybody screaming about this. Um, like, because of, like, day one DLC. Well, this should have been in the game, man. I paid $60. I should get all this stuff for free. Well, you know and- you know why I'm not screaming about it? It's because it's, ga- it's a gun skin. I'm just like... <laughs> Who cares what my gun looks like? Um, so. But the story is that you're going to be able to customize your gun for a little cash, either a la carte or in special packs. Um, and their Epic has confirmed that there's going to be 21 different skins will be available, including floral prints for rainbows and several animated motifs. So oh. I did see one that was like, it looked like the gun was on fire. Actually looked pretty cool. Um, I saw a video. There is a video out there. Um, I didn't post it because I'm kind of figuring our Gears correspondent will post that. And I know Soul got mad at me for posting a Battlefield video once when he was going to put it in his weekly wrap-up. So <laughs> I've avoided putting it out there. But um, So if you don't, if it's not on our site soon, uh, send Dark Eye Defender a nasty message and tell him to get it posted. Um, but uh, it says pricing for these weapons has not been revealed. Um, oh. So I would expect you're probably going to pay a buck a piece, buck or two a piece. I mean, I wouldn't surprise me to see two dollars. Now a buck, I could be like, okay, because you just find that one that you want that speaks to you, and you buy it. But you know, they're probably going to be one. Let's see. Let's see, one sixty would be two bucks, right? I bet you they're two forty. I bet you they're three bucks a piece. That would be what would you guys think? Three bucks a piece for a skin for your gun? It'll be like Avatar clothes, probably. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly. It's kind of what it yeah. is. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, 
I saw that skins thing and I was just like, really? Seriously? But I guess people will buy them. Yeah. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with buying them. You know, if you're not, if you don't want them, don't buy them. Right. So. So. Uh, Actually, you got you got to say it like, not that there's anything wrong with buying those. Like not that there's okay. anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Uh, it's just interesting to me, like all these ways that they're finding, uh, you know, just to get a couple more coins out of you. Yeah, horse armor <laughs> for oblivion. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, like the cheese most, with that. <laughs> it's like most ex- expensive DLC or something like that for that does nothing for your character. But. All right. There's some, there's we got some next? pretty nice looking ones. Um, you know, do a Google search. You'll find forums that list a whole bunch of pictures of what they look like. So they're kind of cool. So, but I don't know if I won't be buying them. So, but anyways, what is next? I think that's it. Yeah, Guinness. Guinness. We haven't done this in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been a while. So, crack one open, Braun. Rob. I'm ready. You're supposed to go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Oh, it's kind of more like gloop, gloop, gloop. <laughs> stuff's like forty weight oil, man. Um, all right, this week it's graphic adventure games, um, but I'm only gonna find stuff that's kind of pertinent here to. Well, maybe not. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll just go with it. Longest wait for a director's cut. Was by Broken Sword, The Shadow of the Templars, by Ubisoft, 2009. Released 13 years after the PC original. The Wii and DS versions of the game, Broken Sword, The Shadow of the Templars, represented the longest ever wait for a director's cut of a video game. Wow. I remember that game. <laughs> it was it was weird. Like You had to like hack and slash the sword with your mouse. Hmm. Well, that was the one, wasn't it? Do you guys I... remember that? I do not know. I do not know either. This doesn't look like a hack and slash from the picture. Because <laughs> no, you had a, you had a sword, and then you would use your mouse. You had like swing, the sword with your mouse. So, you know the angle that you used was important. And... Okay. Continue. Keep going. <laughs> Longest script for a graphic adventure. This is a recent uh, game that got a lot of press on our. On the PlayStation 3. Hmm. Graphic adventure. Come on, Bron. Uncharted? Oh, heavy no. heavy rain. Oh, heavy rain. Uh, the <laughs> script is over 2,000 pages with more than 40,000 words of dialogue. Wow. So, the uh, first audio commentary for a downloadable console game, Monkey Island 2 Le Chuck's Revenge Special Edition. So this special edition of Monkey Island 2 with Chuck's Revenge has a number of bonus features, including a significant visual upgrade, improved sound, and the inclusion of concept art. But arguably, the most notable addition is a DVD-style scene commentary featuring series creators Ron Gilbert, David Grossman, and Tim Schafer, which is the first audio commentary for a downloadable console game. Tim Schafer. Woohoo! So, uh, most critically acclaimed third-party Wii... Ah, it's a Wii game. I don't care about that. 
<laughs> um, Longest running episodic adventure series. Sam and Max. Oh, yeah, I was going to say oh, that. Yeah. Running for four years and three seasons, the Sam and Max series is the longest running episodic adventure series in video games. And Sam and Max Season 1 was released on PC in October 2006. The third season, The Devil's Playhouse, arrived in April 2010. Which you can play on Gamefly's PC, <laughs> download, whatever. Sam and Max is on there. There you go. All right. Uh, okay, that's it for those. So I'm going to... I think I'll just leave it at that. I think next week we'll try to leave a little time. There's a bunch of fighting game stuff. Ooh. Uh, we might we're gonna have to take probably a couple weeks. <laughs> All right. So well, we could probably do a nice nice little longer section next week. There, there's not a lot of data on each of these, but we'll do fighting games next week. 2D, 3D, all that good stuff. All right. So cool. Uh, we did. Uh, we got some questions this week for friends of us. So Rob. Rob yeah, gets to earn his paycheck. All right. All right. First thing that we got this week is from Elite Cyan XB. Writes in, well, since the community got called out on TXL for no questions, I'll ask y'all a couple. One gaming related, one personal. With two of you recently buying handguns, when when you went, what were you looking for, brand or features? And then why did you decide on the one you bought, price, etc.? I've been long been a proponent of said H and K H and K H and K firearms, but had forgotten how pricey they are. I love the way Glocks perform, but the safety design keeps me from buying one for personal carry. Texas allows concealed carry. Well, since y'all ask uh, gamer of the month, I want. To know what game are y'all looking forward <laughs> to in the next year? Gears of War 3 is about two days out, so you can skip it if you like. Um, all right. Do you want to go first wing on the first question? Okay. To it. Um, to it. For the handgun, I didn't have anything in particular... Um, my experience in the past, I, I've, I've had bad... I, I did not care for a Ruger that I fired a long time ago, but I do not know what model it was. But I did I couldn't hit anything with the darn thing. Yet I had fired a Browning uh, 9mm high power in the past that I could just tear out the center of the target with no problem with it. And I really liked the way it felt. What I was looking for this time was I wanted a gun that was um, felt good in my hand, that was easy to hit the mag release on was if it had the safety uh, it was going to be able to hit the safety very easily um, i wanted something that was going to be powerful you know yet easy to use and i found that with what i was with the uh, xd m nine um, millimeter from springfield and i'm very happy with it um, price, I wasn't really looking at prices because it's like I got to have a gun that I'm comfortable with that's going to work for me for home defense. That's going to be easy enough for my wife to learn how to use. And that was, you know, that's what I was looking for. So brand names, you know, wasn't really concerned with that. I, I know about Glocks and Rugers and Brownings and uh, I never actually heard of Springfield Armory, but they got lots, a lot of the research I did pointed them to being great handguns. Um, so 
went and tried one out at the range. Loved the fact that it didn't have a, a traditional safety switch. It has a, a grip safety and a, a trigger safety, and you have to have them both. And it's just like so when I pick it up and I'm I'm gonna put it in my hand to use it, it that naturally unlocks itself. You know, it's just the way to me the way it should be. I don't want to be fumbling with a safety in the middle of the night if someone's in my house. Mm-hmm. I've already got to fumble to get it out and get it low. <laughs> you know, there's other things I got to do. Um, I don't need to add a million steps to the process. So um, it was just comfortable, and I really liked it. I love the way it looks, and that's that's why I went with it. So what about you, Brent? Um, well, I my driving thing for mine was uh, was for concealed carry. Um, so I wanted a subcompact. Um, I was looking first looking at the Smith & Wesson 9mm compact. Um, unfortunately, Smith & Wesson was back-ordered for about three and a half months. Um, so I waited and waited and waited. Uh, you happened to get your Springfield, uh, told me about it. So I actually started looking into Springfield. Now, I didn't get an XDM. I just got an XD uh and what I did is I went for the 9mm subcompact, and what happened is the guy who ordered it uh, flipped one number from a 6 to a 7, and I got a 40. <laughs> so I got a 40 um, subcompact, so that's what I ended up with. Now, price didn't matter because we were trading services. I did a site for him, um, for his store and whatnot, so we were trading even. Um, so price didn't come into it, but my main thing was... I, when I was looking for the Smith and Wesson, I'm looking for zero safety. Uh, zero, uh, I, I'm not, sorry, I, I said that wrong. <laughs> Personally, I'm all for gun safety, but when it comes to concealed carry, I do not want a safety on my gun. Um, so when it came to the Springfield, it does have a safety, but it's the grip, just the same thing Wing was talking about. It's, you know, palm of your, not the palm of your hand, but, you know, where when you're gripping the gun and pulling the trigger, you're squeezing the safeties. So that I'm for, and I really like the um, identifiers of when a bullet is in the chamber and when the pin is in fired position. Wing, I don't know if yours has those or not. Oh yeah, it does. Okay, so I really like the visual identifiers. You're you're never in question when there's a bullet in the chamber because the, there's a notch on the top that's up, and you're never in question when the firing pin is in. You know, when it's ready to fire because the pin is actually, there's a little identifier in the back. Uh, tells you that the pin is ready to go. Um, really, really easy to clean and everything like that. But my, no price came into it. Name brands, I was, I wanted to go with something that is well known, um, that has a very nice, um, I want to say lifetime warranty because the Springfields are lifetime Um you know, if anything goes wrong with them, you send them back. They're going to fix them. I've had a couple jams with mine, um, which I think is due to the ammo because I've read that certain types of ammo was having an issue. And this about 400 rounds in. Probably needs a nice little cleaning, but that's what we're going with. So, but that's that's what I want with mine. So, conceal carry. <laughs> and then. What I'm looking forward to in the next year, besides Battlefield and Gears of War, I'm actually, now that I'm, I really like Mass Effect, right? So I start playing again, I just remember how fun it is. 
I'm really looking forward to get these two out of the way and then getting to the third one. So, as far as next year. And Halo 4. <laughs> so, what are you guys on this? Um, gaming, I gotta say, I'm really looking forward to Mass Effect 3 and Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Oh, I forgot about that one. Those are my two big ones for next year. Um, but I cannot wait to get my hands on Rage this year. Oh, and Borderlands 2, of course. Oh, there's just too many oh. games. <laughs> that's a hard. That's a hard thing to answer because then you're just like, oh yeah, I forgot about. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh man, Forza Four is coming out. Oh, holy cow! You know, that's this year. So, <laughs> well, I know. I'm just there's so much stuff. Maybe the best way to go about it is just to want the next game that's coming out on the release schedule. <laughs> yeah. It's always the next game. <laughs> Whatever's yeah. coming out next Tuesday, that's what I'm most looking forward yeah, to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm looking forward to Batman later on this year, and then also Borderlands 2. I keep cool. forgetting about Batman. That's going to be fun. Arkham City? Yep. Cool. Good questions. All right. Yep. And, and if anybody's complaining that we're talking guns, it, don't blame us. The question came in. We're answering your questions. <laughs> don't get mad at us. <laughs> yes. Okay. Next one's from uh, OGT Unit. I'm not trying to pick on you, but I felt the need to call you guys out. Sorry for length. Last week, one of you guys was ragging on Activision, which seems to be a semi-regular occurrence. <laughs> what I'm wondering is, what do you guys have against Activision? It seems like a popular whipping boy. But I'm curious what you actually don't like about them. They don't have an online pass. They have said that they will never charge for multiplayer on COD. Nothing actually points to them doing so. They put out an annual COD game, but in case you haven't noticed, millions of people buy it every year and would most likely be pretty upset if they didn't bring one out. People say they run good franchises into the ground, but I can't help but think that maybe the Guitar Heroes and the Tony Hawks just got a little dated. They support their big titles very well. They are having... Or they are still putting out gameplay patches for COD games that are a couple years old and just created a huge free service for the community. Even at the XP event, uh, all the money went to a very good charity that was started by Activision, and all the gamers that went to the event got a copy of the game and a year subscription to the pay service part of Elite, basically a season pass for the DLC. Don't take this the wrong way. I'm still a fan of the show, but I get a little bored with the shots taken at some companies for what seems unsubstantiated reasons. Well, not taking the wrong way. Um, it, with, with me, with me, I think it's 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 not the developers, it's not the people making the games. It, it is just the. There's a couple things. Okay, the the top guy. For Activision, that's the problem. We shouldn't be nailing Activision. We need to be talking about him. I think yeah. he's the he, problem. <laughs> yeah, he is the problem. He has no, no muffle to him when it comes to like there is no holding back. He is all out there saying, you know, I don't want this. I don't want that. If it's not making me tons of money, then I don't want it. And a company's meant to make money, but when you're talking about 
Guitar Hero and, and Tony Hawk's, they 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 weren't Tony Hawk can maybe lean toward the dated part, I can understand. But Guitar Hero I, I'm not. It, it Guitar Hero was not dated. It was just it was raining to the ground. And it's it's maybe not a stab in my mind it's maybe not a stab of Activision, but I really I like the Call of Duty games. And I like the Call of Duty games to be around for, you know, another 10 years or when the next console gets put out. I'd like to see a Call of Duty game on that console. But if they continue to release them like this, even though they sell millions, if they continue just to pump them out and pump them out and pump them out, this is going to turn into a Tony Hawk or a Guitar Hero. And that's going to upset me. So I think, I think to me, my stabs at Activision is not, uh, it's more a stab at uh, whatever. Um, Bobby Kodak. Kodak. It's more of a stab at him, but it, it's also a fear and, and a, just a vision that I have, or maybe, you know, I don't want to say I can predict the future, but I'm worried about the future when it comes to the Call of Duty series. Um, you know, this DLC, we'll, we'll see a little more when, when, when Modern Warfare 3 comes out, because the season pass, yes, it's $49, but how much is the um, version of the game that comes with the season pass? Is it going to be, you know, it's, seventy-nine um, bucks? No, it's um, isn't it? It's ninety. I think it's a hundred dollars. Did they, they release it? They released the the pricing for the hardened edition. I thought it was a hundred dollars. Um, okay. I'll I'll look this up while you keep going. Okay. So so the pass is forty-nine dollars, right? Yes. Fifty bucks a year. And um, so and the game is sixty dollars. So basically, there's you're saving ten bucks. You're getting all the DLC, which is awesome, but they have not said what that DLC is. It could be one map, it could be five maps, it could be three maps. Let's let's say it's the normal five maps, fifteen dollars. I mean, yeah, you're you're mate, you're getting your money's worth there if that's the case. But we don't know what it is yet. Um, you know, they're they're saying, and and then what happens? We just don't know with this with this service going on, um, but then again, you know, I I do believe maybe in this with this online service, they may have their, you know, customers and, you know, in their minds in this one. But I just I just think it's it's the fear of what's happening to Call of Duty um, with the yearly releases, and I I think. Modern Warfare 3 might be the game where people start to come around and say, hey, you know, enough's enough. You know, let's take a couple years and make another, you know, start off a new series of Call of Duty. You know, Modern Warfare, let's let's pick the next one. It doesn't have to be Future Warfare, but whatever the next sub-series is going to be, let's take a couple years and build it. That's all I'm asking for. If they would just do that, I wouldn't have any complaints at all. Um, but when a guy comes out and says, we're not going to, we're canceling this game and canceling this game because they're not annualizable. That right there just says, oh, okay. So if you can't run it into the ground, you're just not going to, you know, release the game at all. So that's, that's my thing. And, and also, you know, they, when they did that, they canceled games from developers that I liked. That's maybe, um, just being a fan of theirs, but you know, when they canceled games because they couldn't put an annual version of it out, then I was just like, well, forget you then, you know. 
that's all for for me. But you know, and it's a good thing about the charity. I'm I'm happy for that. I th- I I think that's awesome. Um, but. For the record, there's no Prestige Edition coming out this year as well for Modern Warfare 3. There's the basic version, $60, and there is the Hardened Edition. It was $100, $99.99. And that will include a year worth of the um, Elite Pro or whatever they're going to call it, Elite subscription uh, for the paid service, part the paid part of Elite. So... And what what happens? You know, the other thing about the elite service is what happens in a year. What happens if you don't re up your year? Is it going to be around in a year? Are they going to ditch it? Are they going to, you know, is it going to be oh, for the next game? I it'll imagine it'll be there. It'll be there because Black Ops is going to be part of it. Modern Warfare Three will be part of it. All the stats and everything will be part of it. They just keep building in. They'll just keep building it in. My my thought is though. That what you're probably going to see, and I don't, I will, I'll find out when, of course. Well, I, I won't because I'm not getting the hard edition. But um, those that get the hard edition, if you get your year, but my guess is pretty much like any service, you're going to have to give them a credit card, and that credit card will be set up for auto renewal. And if you don't remember, you're going to get whacked with 50 bucks a year from now <laughs> uh, for Elite, you know. So. Um, but anyways, that goes off of uh, we're just speculating. Like it's away from his question. I yeah. think yeah, he I think he's got a good point. I really do. Um, and I really thought about it when he wrote it, and I was like, yeah, we're always bashing on Activision, and we bash on EA too. Um, EA drives me. I I don't have as much to hate on Activision myself. Um, I, I really don't. I just don't like Bobby Kotick, and and I think them pushing out a, a game every year. I'd rather see it probably every two years myself. Um, but I don't, I mean, they're putting them out because people are buying them and they're making a bajillion dollars. They're just giving the, the customer what they want. So no, I really don't have much hate towards them. It's I, I, I can't stand Bobby Kotick because he has stated <laughs> that if he could charge a he, he thinks your $60 games, he thinks we're ripping him off. He has said that he would charge a hundred or plus for games if he could get away with it. You know, he, he just wants to soak you for everything he can. And that's the kind of arrogant garbage that I can't stand. So I personally do not like him as a person. Um, but I have nothing against the company. Um, EA, that's a different story. They're, it's the company I don't like and their practices and, and, and some of the stuff that they do. Um, but, you know, we're, if you don't stand up and say what you don't like, you know, then it's just like if you vote, you know, if you don't vote for president, then shut up and don't complain about the president that's in office. Yeah, I voted true. so I can sit here and spot all day how much I hate him and how he's running this country to the ground. But I have that right because I voted. You know, uh, someone that doesn't vote, I tell them to shut up. You yeah. had your chance. So, you know, it's kind of like if you don't say anything, then nothing's going to be done about it. And we've talked about uh, when EA came on with their online pass, we said, you know what? Watch it. If you, if you go if you start using it you start paying it other companies are going to jump on board Ubisoft has jumped on board THQ has jumped on board and it's only a matter of time Activision's gonna do it too because why because there's money to be made EA said they made 10 to 15 million dollars on the online pass that might be chump change but that's a lot of chump change and Kodak probably fell Kodak, off the toilet when he read that <laughs> I'm sure Kodak if they hadn't already had discussions about it he said get it going you know, 
And does that mean he's charging for multi, uh, Call of Duty multiplayer? No. Because if you buy a brand new copy, you won't have to pay the $10. But if you buy a used copy, they're going to get another $10 out of you. So it's a business. I understand it. But it's going to happen. And for them, I would be shocked if they never went down that route. I would really, and I'm surprised we haven't seen it yet. But then again, how many, how many games are put out by Activision? I mean, think about name EA games, Dead sports. Space, uh, every sports game out there, Dead Space, Bulletstorm. Um, you know, I mean, I whatever. I'm if I looked at my list over the Battlefield, every battle, everything's put out by EA. Puts everything out, right? How many games are coming from Activision nowadays? There's a lot still. It's just not a lot, really. I think you get Call of Duty. I mean, I don't know. Can you name anything else that's coming out or just was released by Activision? Well, well, Blizzard, (laughs) you know, Blizzard does some. And there's a couple Activision games recently. Can't think of them off the top of my head. But, I mean, a lot of people would call, you know, if if I went to a business school and said, you know, I just really dislike Activision's business model, you know, they'd kick me out of the class because they'd be like, what do you mean? They make billions, you know, they're yeah. making tons of money. <laughs> they look at me like an idiot, but then it's like, okay, when when they run Call of Duty into the ground, what do they have next? They'll, they'll have something else to replace it. Will they? Yeah. As they, popular as Call of Duty? Yeah, they'll, they'll come up with something. I, I, as far as popular as Call of Duty is, I mean, you're talking about one of the best franchises out there ever. I mean, ever. Yeah, but you're you're making an assumption, though, and I think maybe this is what OGT unit is oh, okay. talking about. Is yeah, I mean, you're making an assumption they're going to kill it. And the last game they just put out was the biggest seller ever. And it was a Treyarch title on top of it. So, if anything, they're getting better every time. They're selling more and more and more. And I don't believe that Battlefield 3 is going to tap into that and take away from these guys. Because yeah, no, not what they were, Battle, not Battlefield multiplayer is completely opposite of Call of Duty multiplayer. Call of Duty is your fast-paced run-and-gun, I'm out for myself. Where Battlefield is a slower-paced, more tactical, team-based game. They're, they're very different, and I like having both. I, I like it. I'm, I've got both on pre-order. I'm getting both. I mean... Oh, right. well, me too. So, me too. You know, you're actually buying Modern Warfare 3? Yeah. Okay. Because you yeah. talked about not getting it and waiting, but I've actually put my order down in, so I'm getting it. Uh, and I'm uh, looking forward you're asking to me if I'm getting it on if I'm getting on day one. Uh, I haven't made that decision yet, but I am buying it. So okay, yeah. but yes. But anyways, we've been on this for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, point noted, OGT unit. Thanks for calling us out. And I think we we really probably need to try to make a concentrated effort not to because we've been called out for complaining and ranting and you know we had a little bit earlier today against gamefly and netflix uh and now with ea and activision (laughs) i think there was another jab towards espn and time warner and yeah we we really are um we need to we'll put it this way i will not complain about activision anymore until i really think they're ripping off somebody (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which maybe, which maybe, which maybe never. But let, let let's say this DLC. I, I'm just kind of there's a lot of question marks with that stuff that I'm wondering that we'll find out later. And I'm just really hoping that, you know, I just kind of wish they would come out and say this is what it is. You know, 
I think they're getting a lot of people's hopes up. They're like, oh, this is a great deal. Do, do, do this, do this. And I'm just afraid. Like, this is an assumption again, I know, but we'll have to wait and see. So that's all. Well, I think from their standpoint, if they see a big drop off after, say, the first map pack or even the second map pack, okay, so they charge $15 a map pack, right? So that's Mm -hmm. $30. And then after that, they see it to the trend drop off. So what they're doing is saying, okay, for 50 bucks, you get them all. So they're ended up they don't they're not really losing anything. They're actually making more money and, and essentially giving you more content than you would initially bought anyways, but you've also given them an extra twenty dollars. Right. So it, it is a business thing and it's probably smart for them. Um and you know, people who may you know, if they don't buy them all, they may be like, Yeah, I'm not gonna buy them all. I don't buy them anyways, then you may not get those. But, but the people who definitely are going to, they're going to save 10 bucks, and, and over the life of the product will be, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> you've, you've pushed out this, this pass type of thing, which, you know, to me is same as the EA Online Pass. I mean, it's kind of like yeah. let's, let's get your money out of you. Um, and it's just maybe another way for them to attempt to do that, so – I mean, that's not it. They're not forcing people to buy it, which is good. But to, to me, this is their, this is their, we're not going to charge you to play online. This is their charging for people who put a lot of time into online. Well, it's you just know. like a course, but they're, they're, yeah, like but they're giving additional, they're giving additional content, which is good. Yeah. They're just getting your money ahead of time. That's all for people who are going to yeah. buy it anyway. So, you yep. know, wrapping up in a nice little package. So, you know. We'll have to see what the community thinks for people who who get this. And, you know, I'm sure we'll hear some stuff about it afterwards from our community. So OGT unit, if you're if you do get that hardened edition and you get into the lead and let us know what you think about it. You know, give us a call and give us your review and stuff. So still doesn't work for me. <laughs> still doesn't work. Oh, the it's probably because yeah, you're on a Mac. It's probably because you're on a Mac. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> okay, all right, next thing is from Voodoo in uh, Call of Duty. Uh, and, and CODMW2, did any of you skip the airport scene? Oh, more Call of Duty. Oh, no, no, I, no, I, I, I did not skip the scene. They put it in there for you to play it. I played it. So. Did you take part or did you just watch? Um, you know, I don't think I fired a shot. Actually, I didn't skip yeah. it, but I didn't fire a shot. Yeah, I don't think I think that's what I did. Also, I, it's fuzzy. So long ago. I think you know what I, I was shooting my gun, but I wasn't hitting anybody on purpose. <laughs> Put it that way. First time I went through, I didn't hit anybody. I just watched it, and then I played. The second time I did it, I I hosed down those stupid people waiting on airlines. Got my way. <laughs> Take off your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> It's a game. I mean, yeah, it, it was a little weird. Well, the first time it felt like wrong, but I don't know. I, it's like I wish, I wish that I had not known about it ahead of time. I really do. Yeah. Because there was so much about it that you're kind of like, okay. So I really don't know how I felt the first time I got to it. I would have rather been able to experience that and go, holy crap! You want me to shoot some, you know, to see if I really would, how I really would have really felt. Because yeah, I'm like, well, I already knew it was there. So when it came along, I'm like, well. I don't think I want to do this. 
but it yeah. was such a negative spin to it to begin with that I really don't know. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah, get to make I mean, that. It's like I had that already made up in my mind ahead of time. Yeah, the the press on that one kind of ruined it for everybody. No spoiler alert on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the press did what they normally do. Ruin so, everything? Yeah. So, yep. Okay. Next one is from Mudtastic. Boo! And... <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, Mudtastic doesn't like me. Mudtastic wrote kind of a response to the last question. I played it just to see what the fuss was about, but found myself not shooting at any civilians. I didn't have to. I found it was a poor job of trying to evict an emotional response when you were in a very passive role. I wasn't really involved, so it was separate and it didn't seem to be that big of a deal. Kind of like Godzilla in a Godzilla movie where he ravages Tokyo. Lots of people die, but you're really not tied to it. Just my two cents. Okay, first of all, I'm going to bring something up here. This forum thread is for questions. It says, do you have a question for your host? This is not just for your two cents. And just because you're Gamer of the Month, don't think you can just do what you want all of a sudden. Run willy-nilly in the forums like you're some kind of moderator or something, all right? You know, you can stab me in the back all you want in the game. You can run me down in a car. But I'll be darned if I'm going to let you just mess up my forums and do what you want, all right? It says, do you have a question for your hosts? Then you better put a question in there. Got it? All right, so go ahead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's gonna read the... me. He's gonna read me. I can see it now. I'm gonna he's gonna get on uh, on, on Monday night. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna run you over twice now. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Wing. I don't care if you don't like me, but just don't ruin my forms. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, next one's from 360 Addict. Wing, have you or the other hosts played a game like Dead Island where it may have screwed you over horribly to the point that you never want to play it again? You know what? I forgot to look this one up. I was trying to... When I saw this question, I was like, I gotta look at my games list to see because I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head, but Dead Island almost did that to me, but it didn't. Yeah, mine's Call of Duty. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I can't think of one either. Um, hmm. 007 Bloodstone. <laughs> had, had, I mean, I broke a controller over it. Um, that one really ruined my enjoyment of the game. But I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. But, it, I mean, I was done with it anyways. I was at the very end. So there was not a reason to, like, go back to it. Um... I don't know if I've ever had anything like glitch out to the point of where I'm like, well, I'm not doing that all over again. I'm thinking one of the Assassin Creed, Assassin's Creed games <sighs> did something to me where I was just like, oh, that's it. I'm never playing you again. <laughs> you know I what? I forget what it was. Yeah, I did quit the Assassin's Creed franchise because of just horrible game mechanics. So I. I don't know if that counts, but I quit. I quit playing that because of that. Yeah, I can't NASCAR remember. 2011, the game, because it was scrap. <laughs> and I won't mention. I won't mention the publisher on that. But 
<laughs> there's one. <laughs> there's one I could think of, Brian. Oh, that's by them. Uh, uh, they they had well the the one that bugs me about that game is they really had a chance to bring that franchise back because it was so long, you know, that it's been gone. I'm really I'm really hoping for the next one to be really good. Oh, I got the perfect answer for this one. Okay, Sims Three. It's a what a garbage game, man! What a piece of junk. I'm, I'm, you know, I'd get my person up at like I'd have to get them up at like three in the morning, just so they'd have like a seven-hour window to shower, to go to the bathroom, <laughs> to make their breakfast, and to eat. It took them like seven hours to do that, which I still can't figure out. And then they'd go to work, and by the time they're getting out of work, my 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 little avatar or my sim. Like falls asleep. I mean, just passes out in the middle of the street because they're so exhausted because they had to get up at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, and I had to. I just quit playing a game. I'm like, this is so stupid. It doesn't. It's just dumb. So there, that one. My sim for for a Sims game. You know, I ended up making a mistake and getting married. And the woman or the my wife was so needy, I couldn't take it anymore. So I stuck her in the pool and pulled out the ladder. Nice. And she swam until she drowned. (laughs) So, no. I can't really think of one. I think Assassin's Creed, that game did something. But, good question, though. Well, you, Rob. That's a good question. I really don't remember. I mean, there's a couple of them. One that I really hated what was like years ago on the PC where they did a patch and I applied it and it whacks your saves. I don't remember what games that game, game that was. And I mean, that was a deal breaker. I'm like, screw this. I'm not playing this anymore. Yeah. It's a bummer. wonder if it was made by Techland. <laughs> oh. mm, maybe <laughs> that's, that's kind of the issue. I know that uh, 360 addict is referring to. She got really, she had a really, uh, bad experience worse than mine with dead island so um yeah keep keep your you might want to have a separate game saves on a flash drive or something Um, they have released just released a patch this week that's supposed to address that issue but you know you might want to just make a backup anyways so but all right okay and that's it for the forum questions and comment. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, the show. No. That's not the end of the show. It's not? No. Oh, no. Voicemails, voicemails, baby. Voicemail. Oh, man. Sorry, I'm out of it. <laughs> My throat's killing me. <laughs> All right. Well, this first one is from uh, Christoph. So let's hear what he had to say. Hey, guys. This is Christoph just calling in to comment. Um, I just uh, listened to the newest podcast. Just wanted to say congrats to Mudtastic for Gamer of the Month. Um, I might add you on there. Um, I'm not looking for a good time, you know, so much, but I always look for somebody uh, to play games with. So, yeah. Um, Also, uh, when you guys were doing the interview with him, you guys talked about the uh, um, Friday Night Life, and it got me thinking. Um, I know with the new update they're going to do, or they're going to start doing what are called those uh, Xbox Life, or Xbox, the Xbox Live uh, beacons, and I don't know the full details on those, but from what I've heard, it sounds like it'd be a really good way to broadcast um, what, like, you and Brent are playing so the rest of us can jump on and um, have a little Friday night uh, live get-togethers. 
anyways, just my two cents. Keep up the great work, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Well, thanks, Christoph, for that. And yeah, yeah. If you want to add add Mudtastic to your friends list, if you're looking for a good time. <laughs> so. Um, oh, that's right. That's what I wanted to tease. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah, I almost jumped looking. on Xbox Live and, and <laughs> popped in a party with him. Is like, hey, is this where I come for a good time? <laughs> <laughs> I see Mudtastic in here. <laughs> um. And also, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what this beacons is all about on the on the new on the new dashboard coming out. Um, that might help us with FNL a little bit, um, but I mean, people can see what we're playing already, so I'm not. I don't understand the whole beacon system, so we'll we'll see. It, I don't know. Maybe it's going to list games and say here's the people playing the game. I don't know, but um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, anything to help us all get together as a community even better i'm i'm for that so wasn't it like uh you basically say hey i'm gonna be on at this time and i want to play so it's kind of like just letting people know yeah it's kind of like even though i'm playing madden i really want to play battlefield so anybody that wants to play battlefield just hit me up it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like an instant reply message you know so many messages are like hey what do you want to do you know it's kind of Given your intentions, put it that way. So that, that's coming what in the next next update? fall or fall, but we're, we don't have fall updates. All right. Well, here here's the official word direct from Xbox.com. Beacons. We want to make it easy for you to connect with friends over your favorite games on Xbox Live. So we are introducing beacons to the service. Beacons are a way to tell your Xbox Live and Facebook friends that you want to play a game on Xbox Live. By setting a beacon, you tell Xbox Live what you want to play. Then Xbox Live lets you know when friends are playing or want to play the same game. With beacons, no matter what you're currently doing on Xbox Live, your friends know that it's okay to ask you to play your beacon to games. Imagine setting out a beacon to let your friends know you're interested in playing Halo while watching a movie on Netflix. It's about making it easier for you to share and discover games and multiplayer opportunities. So I guess, yeah, you could say, yeah, I'm watching Netflix, and I usually won't, I won't, you know, like if uh, Comrade or I was even Connectable the other day, was I knew he wanted to play Dead Island, but he was watching um, Netflix, so I didn't bother him. I didn't shoot him a, you know, invite. I guess this is just a way of saying, I'm watching this, but if you want to play this game, then hit me up and I'll join you. Yeah, so I think it's a good idea. That's something else. Another status I have to update. Owner of Time Warner customers will be able to use them. Hey, hey, stop that. <laughs> All right, then our last Google Voice is from Daka Defender. And here we go. Hey, guys, Daka Defender here. Currently, it is a day and um, near hours and a day away from Gears of War 3. Now, when the people are listening to this, it's mere hours until it, or it's already out. So, what are you doing listening to this Xbox One and you can be playing Gears of War 3, you know, right? All right. Um, my question for this week, are you guys picking it up? Are you excited? What edition are you getting? So, that, those are the questions. And I got a giveaway. It's four. Fruit Ninja Connect. Now, if you don't have a Connect, uh, don't redeem this. Or you're basically the biggest jerk ever. Um, here's the code: eight nine eight F T W R four three G T F four F Y seven seven F V four 
QCD B8. There it is, and thanks for doing the show, guys. You're awesome. Uh, bye bye. All right. Thank you, Dirk God Defender. Um, so, are you guys excited about Gears of War 3? Uh, yeah. Who? <laughs> What's Gears? Save, save Carmine. Kill Who's Carmine. Carmine Raguso. <laughs> Kill him. Um, yeah, we're all pretty excited, except Rob. Um, but he'll probably catch, he'll probably get to try the demo out at Fry's, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, what version are you going to get, Braun? Oh, are you buying it or are you renting it? You're renting it, right? Um, I'm renting it now, but I have to get it because I have the first two. Okay. So I gotta, I gotta have all three. <laughs> and I'm just buying so. the standard version myself. Yeah. So that's that's what I'll be getting. And then I don't know how many gun skins I may have to buy. We'll have to see. <laughs> so. Um, and thank you for the Fruit Ninja Connect giveaway, Dark Eye. So good luck to whoever gets that. Um, enjoy. Yep. And please, uh, you know, shoot uh, Dark Eye Defender a message and say thanks if you get the code and you're able to use it. Please just let him know. Thanks. We appreciate him uh, doing that for us and sending that out because he certainly doesn't have to. So uh, if you get the game, you know, just say thanks to him. Okay, Bron, now we're done. Okay. Would you like to close this out since I can barely talk right now? How about Rob close this out? Oh, yeah. Let Rob do it. <laughs> Who's Rob? <laughs> Let Brian right. do it. <laughs> All right, that's uh, the conclusion of this fantastic episode number one sixty of this Xbox Life. Our website is www.thisxboxlife.com. You can also send us an email at contact at thisxboxlife.com. We also have a, a YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash this Xbox Life. If you notice, there's a, a recurring name in all of these so far. Uh, Facebook, we're also available at this Xbox Life. Twitter, this Xbox Life. Uh, we also have a store up at Zazzle where you can get some uh, cool shirts at uh, www.zazzle.com slash this Xbox Life. And we have our voicemail system uh, where you can leave us a message and uh, hear yourself out in the show. The number is 224-698-XBOX, which is 224-698-9269. My name is Rob. I'm also known as Prusar. I will catch you all later. I'm Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, taking off. And we also have cafepress.com slash this Xbox Life. And I run BJSwick33. Save Carmine. Kill Carmine. <laughs> Kill him down.